my friends. Welcome to Sort of Brilliant, a show where the characters are made up and Hogwarts house sorting absolutely does matter. My name is Rachel. And I'm her best friend and co-host, Lauren. Every other week, we're going to invade a fandom and determine whether your favorite character belongs in Gryffindor, Hufflepuff, Ravenclaw, or Slytherin. There's bound to be some arguments along the way. But in the end, we're always right. Well, according to us. According to us. Hello, hello, hello. Welcome back to another installment of Sob Pod. Today we have a very, very special episode. Um, not only have we <laughs> dived back into the world of Marvel, and who could blame us uh, with Disney Plus giving they us release all this things every two seconds? Content. Like. <laughs> yeah. They're like, "What do Lauren and Rachel need to sort next?" Here we go, and we're like, "Yes!" But this one is a really fun one because for the first time in Sobpod history, we've got we've got three people in the same house. Yeah, full house, all house. Full house, all house. <laughs> now, house. is a full house all four houses, or is a full house just... Our friend Haley would say a full house is all four houses, and I would agree with her, but... but Me too. Then you could also say, isn't, isn't like all four houses a full castle? Oh, I don't play cards. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> what are you talking about? Were you talking... You weren't just talking about cards? No, I was talking like... <laughs> Hogwarts is a castle. Oh, I thought you meant like when you make a castle in poker or some fucking move that I'm unfamiliar with. I don't know. Uh, when you, you make a castle that, in ho- hold on, hold on. What the fuck are you talking about? Confidence. Oh, I don't play cards. Well, I'm gonna. I'm not gonna if lie to you. I, I zoned trying, out. Oh my god. I was being <laughs> clever. If you have all four houses, it makes Hogwarts, right? So all four houses. But what are you talking castle? about with the castle? All four houses is a castle. Okay. So if you have somebody from each house, you would call that a castle. But if you have three characters in the same house, it makes a full house. This is confusing. Oh um, I'm going to call it a full it's house. It's too close because to math. What if, what if you just call it a full set? I mean, you can, but then a full set makes Hogwarts. I don't know how you're not understanding this. It's not that I don't understand it. It's that I don't like it. Oh, my God. So it's a I'm, metaphor. I'm sorry that like my... It. My metaphor is not highbrow enough for you. That's correct. We're very classy <laughs> here. Um, so this is really exciting, though, because, well, actually, we're not sticking with the same show or the same movie the whole way through either. <laughs> so we this had is only one show. We are SOB. No, I mean, we're not we're sticking just gonna with the same. We're going to break into a game of bed, wed, behead in the middle. <laughs> like, I'm saying usually. Why are we Megan haven't... Carla here? I'm saying usually we have an episode about one television show or one movie at a time. And this time there's an amalgamation because, I mean, first of all, when we were discussing it, um, it was always obvious to us that these characters, at least the two we knew before, were Slytherins. Um, And then when when it was like told to us that all these things are coming out at the same time, it's like, hey... Let's just have a Slytherin extravaganza. Nobody will be confused by Loki and Nat being sorted together. <laughs> it's fine. It's fine. I don't see why you would. Have They're been in a movie together. Yeah. They had a whole well, like five minute conversation. As someone who really struggles with remembering Marvel stuff, um, like the lore or just the, the plot because I'm dumb, um, I really, really like hardcore remember Nat and Loki's scene. Like, it's a standout to me. From the Avengers. Yeah. It's a real, like, yeah. 
The way we'll get that, into it. The way that Tom Hiddleston says you meowling quim. I'm like, oh my okay. God. <laughs> what is that? The way Scarlet plays it with the like doe eyes and then the <laughs> shift into the smirk. Yeah, that that sticks out in my head for sure. Um, so of course it does. They're two powerhouse Slytherins. They're two really, really interesting characters. And now we've got Sylvie. Woo! So let's talk a little bit Super about- Super interesting, uh, um, you know, philosophical that's question what I was that Rachel was like, oh, okay. Because when I when I spoke to Rachel about this, she was like, you don't have to logically explain to people why this works, Lauren. It just is, and they can all shut up. <laughs> I was like, yeah, <laughs> I feel that way still, but I know you're going to still logically explain it. You know? No, I don't have to so much on this one. I will have to on Doctor Who. Um, but we've talked a little before, um, I think it was with nerds, about- characters who are different versions of of themselves and how they're still the same house because I feel at least that um like yes memories and experiences can help with your house but I feel like people who have the same the same mindset and you know just I I don't even know what you like the same soul I don't know what you would call it Mm. but like people who have the same essence have the same mindset in the same shape of why they do things so even though so even though they may do things differently they're still ultimately doing them for the same reason or in the same vein uh so should also make clear right now that sylvia and loki are not at all the same type of slytherin or the same type of person but they are both slytherin so is it not just the same brain with different life experiences yeah yeah i guess i mean because it's like, and this is all made up science. So, of like, course. Like, you so know? is sorting. This is what we're here <laughs> no, for. No, I know, I know, I know. Sorting's made up science. And then, you know, having a variant of yourself is a made up science, supposedly. We don't know yet. Um, <laughs> but, um, but like, uh, yeah, I, I don't want to, like, completely dismiss memories and experiences as things that help you decide what motivates you. But I still feel like even if somebody if two people who like Sylvie and Loki are the same person um, with completely different memories and experiences, Sylvie knew she was adopted. Loki didn't. Sylvie had a loving family and very clearly wanted to grow up to be a, like a Valkyrie or a good guy. And Loki was uh, very at that age from the flashback in the first Thor uh, into the fact that he was going to rule something one day. Mm-hmm. So, um, so like, even though they're very different people, I still think, the core shape of who they are, untouched by memory experience, blah, 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 external factors. I still think that even though they became different people, that core shape that helps you, why am I motivated by this? Why am I doing this? It's still the same. Yeah, I know. But that's, I guess that's what I'm saying, that their mindset, their mindset at its core, like it could work differently and come to different conclusions, but they're still doing things for the, the same, same thing. Core yeah. reason. Yeah. It's very like um, what well, we've talked about this. It's like it's supernatural. You have different versions of the characters throughout like the entirety of it. And there's no way that say uh, Dean Winchester in like this one episode. What's it called? I don't know. What it's a terrible it life. It's yeah. He's raised differently. He ends up in a different job. He's a different kind of guy. He's like really into health and, his his work and it's very different from the Dean Winchester we know 
But at the end of it, he still ends up acting the same fucking way that Dean Winchester would in right. his reality. If it's you, just, pres- it's if the you present same him brain. with the same exact situation that Dean Winchester always faces, he acted for the same reasons. And right. and like and obviously we get to see this way more obviously with Sylvie and Loki because they're presented with the same problem at the exact same time. And even though they react differently, they act for the same reason. Yeah. <laughs> so, well, multiverse. It's going to be uh, fun. Here we go. Yeah. Well, and I'm sad that we don't have more Nat, uh, to my knowledge. Me too. I mean, I'm bummed. Cool if they, they did like, the movie my, and they were like, see how awesome she is? She's dead. I know. <laughs> I and like, I, and I, I honestly, like, everyone has favorites from the MCU. And Nat is like, she's awesome. I think mo- mm-hmm. most of them, honestly, I love most of them. And I love her. I always liked her. But I didn't really connect with her, like, as a fave. Mm-hmm. And this movie, uh, like, shot her up on my yeah. list. I was like, God, she's so fucking cool. Mm-hmm. Like, this was, it was so good. Mm-hmm. I understood her so much more. And, like, uh, the Nat stands out there. You deserve so much more. Biggest compliment from the beginning. Rachel gave me is she finished watching the movie and she was like, you're a Natasha Slytherin or, or oh, Natasha's yeah. a Lauren Slytherin. And I was like, yeah. oh, my God. I, like, yelled at her because I was like, I'm mad that you saw it. <laughs> yeah, no, no. <laughs> we'll, 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 compliment. Talk, we'll talk about it when we get to Nat. But uh, where do, where to begin? I, Sylvie's got the least amount of content, so. That's true. Yeah. But what a very clear Slytherin <laughs> from the from There the were jump. two seconds that I gave her because she only, we only really start, started to get to know her in episode three. Right. When she's running around Lamentus with Loki. Um, and she starts, like, probing him. Like, what kind of Loki are you, basically? Like, asking mm-hmm. him about himself. And there were two seconds at the beginning of the episode where they're walking into the town away from, like, all the asteroids falling on them. Where they have a conversation where my brain started going. Because, obviously, Loki's a slither. And I came into this. Yeah, of he's, like, the farthest, farthest right side slither that we have. <laughs> but, um... But I came into this like Loki so obviously a Slytherin and I was listening to this conversation and I was like, is she a Slytherin just because she's a variant? And she, I, I wish I could remember exactly what she said that made me pause and go, oh, she might be something else. And then she, <laughs> I, I cannot remember what she said, but then she said something that was so, I was just like, no, never mind. I'm done with this track of thinking <laughs> she's a Slytherin. That's uh, listen on on lots of podcasts. People come with uh with with the notes with the quotes in front of them with everything like that. But mm, see, with us. sorting, it's like you get the feeling, you get the the information you need. It clicks in your brain, and then everything from there forward, you're seeing through the lens of okay, though this is this is it's Alias called Southern. confirmation like, bias, and it severely sure. <laughs> generates sure. our scholarly scholarly uh, input. But you know, I'm totally cool with it. I, I'm fine <laughs> with it. I. I as a Gryffindor, I get the feeling, and you are not talking me out of it. So, I I saw her just the way she was talking. It was the way she was talking to him, the way she was holding herself, the way she was ready to slit his throat at every minute. He's like, "Stop trying to kill me every thirty seconds," and she's like, "No." But just and it's so different from a Gryffindor, though, right? Because a Gryffindor, yeah. like, oh, shoot first, ask questions later, or whatever. Mm-hmm. It's not like that with Sylvie at all. She's thinking the entire time. Oh, yeah. When he took the uh, the temp pad or whatever, and she's like, where'd you put it? He's like, in my heart. And she's like, well, then I'll <laughs> cut it out. But obviously, she's not going to kill him, because where the fuck did he put it? She needs it. <laughs> so, right. like, his asshole's alive. Yeah. 
just uh, everything, even the the responses that seem like overly emotional or just overly like, okay, stop trying to stab him. Like, like try to figure it out. She's already analyzed the situation. She already sees it for exactly what it is and has trouble trusting him the entire time. Like, I feel very strongly that she loves Loki. I, I don't agree with the take that, like, she doesn't have romantic feelings for him or affectionate feelings for him. Like, that's just not my take on it at all. Um, But that that doesn't derail her. And I feel like that's a very Slytherin thing because if you're not in the circle, which I don't know if she's if if he would be considered in her circle at the point that we're at in the show. Yeah, Sylvie's, you know, the life that she's lived doesn't really allow for circles. It, it doesn't. But he's close. Yeah. And but he's not fully in. She doesn't fully trust him. And this is a problem with her. She doesn't fully trust. But how could she? Literally, how could she trust anyone except herself? Which, haha, he's herself. But really, how could she trust anyone except the version of her life that she has lived? So, and he says it at the end. You can't trust and I can't be trusted. Okay, so are we really going to blame her? Put, like, blame on her for her actions? I mean... Rachel's like, I'm going to talk about this. And I was like, okay. And I figured it would be like at the end of discussing Sylvie. And she's just like, look, here's my opening about Sylvie. Here's her entire character. It's the last thing I saw. (laughs) You can wrap it back around to what she does in the other episodes too. But it's like you also said, we have the least content on her. Mm -hmm. And the what I've got a full page on her. Yeah, but that's good. (laughs) But I'm just saying, you can see that even though she has this affection for him, it's not going to derail her from whatever she needs to do. Even if it's like literally trying to kill him 30 times, she has to get to her goal. Okay. And there's that, uh, every time you Google traits of a Slytherin ambition comes up, technically it's very ambitious of her (laughs) to to keep going for her goal and not be derailed from it. Extremely. So, and you know, that is one of the, uh, one of the, I guess, traits I'll give, those very narrow-minded uh, definitions of a house, like Slytherins are ambitious. To, it, oh, it's... yeah. It doesn't necessarily mean in the way that it's always portrayed. But yeah. No. Yeah, definitely. It's always, it's always like it's always like power-hungry. It doesn't have to sure. be. Yeah. Well, unless <laughs> um, it's Loki. Too. <laughs> yeah, Loki's a very, uh, he, can, he can be somewhat of a simple one. But like, you know, uh, Steve Rogers, uh, Slytherin, uh, and it's how you view power, too, like power over yeah. yourself, power over, like, what is power to you? Very philosophical. Uh, <laughs> well, and um, the whole thing with Sylvie is that she's trying to take power back. She's, right. Yeah. She's, she's been the power, entire time. Yeah. She's without power. Yeah. I have. Yeah. I, I mean, yeah, I have her. Uh, her immediate her only goal her entire life is. And Rachel and I were discussing this, too. This wording of it being revenge on the TVA, um, which I think which I was trying to explain to Rachel that I think that's probably how she views it and how she explains it to herself. Like, let's get back at the people that stole my free will or whatever. Um, But I also, so all three of these people that we're going to talk about are self-involved in some way, um, which is also very important to be a Slytherin. Slytherins are self-centric to whatever, well, it has to be to a somewhat higher up on the list degree um, and then in whatever way too. And Sylvie is um, is self-involved in the sense that uh, she needs to protect herself. 
She's been running her entire life. So I don't know if I like the wording revenge because it was literally the only out that she saw. Like she could not stop running. And then is, that isn't to say that she knew what she was going to do afterwards. She just knew that she wouldn't have to run from the TVA anymore if she took it down. So, um, that I mean, that was definitely her end goal. And she worked for it for like thousands and thousands and thousands of years. She said that she didn't even remember her parents anymore, uh, which for an Asgardian sounds like a long ass time. And actually, in the last episode, she had said that she was pruned before Loki was even born. And Loki is like a couple thousand years old. So... She uh she's been going for a while. <laughs> yeah, you can't so, put the same uh like you can't judge characters like this, I feel, with the same you can't paint them with the same brush you would like a regular human character. She's lived a very long time mm-hmm. and she's had one goal the entire time because what else is she going to have besides this goal? Her life has been completely stolen from her. She has no free will. She's on the run. And it's a thought that's sitting in your mind boiling there for literal thousands of years. Mm-hmm. So right. what did you really <laughs> let's come on? Yeah, I was going to I was going to say, let's walk this back a little because so much can mm-hmm. be attributed to that last <laughs> that last choice and in instance. I know. Whatever. You know what? I'm harping on it because I'm reading articles about it. I know. and I'm seeing it in the fan. I know. I'm looking at like, all my notes, though, and like uh, like a lot of them are attributed to that. There's just a couple um no, let's walk it back. What General stuff that came before. Well, I had a, she, uh, so we talk about how in order to reach their end goal, end goal um, Slytherins have to be fair, fairly adaptable and flexible mm. um, because if you have a rigid plan, it's less likely that you're going to get there. Maybe not because you're stubborn, but some things don't move. Um, so, <laughs> so you need to go around them um, to make it easier for yourself. Uh, some people don't like doing that. Ravenclaw's. <laughs> And um, <laughs> usually it's the Slytherin that doesn't move. Jeez. No, all right. the Slytherin moves around things. But well, I mean, when yeah, no, you I know guys are mean. set in your ways. I know. I know. We don't move <laughs> You're not when people it. are pushing on us. But if there's something unmovable, then like we go around it. That's the logic. Yeah. I want to get there as fast as possible. Um, Ravenclaws will stand there and be like, how could I get through this? Like, it's yeah. fun to figure it out. <laughs> just go. Just go. Just punch through it. <laughs> just, yeah. Okay, Gryffindor. Um, <laughs> But um, so she like takes she's open to like every single opportunity. Uh, she what she like stomps on Ravenna's foot when she's like an eight year old and takes the temp ad and leaves. Yeah. As a child, as a kid. Um, and then uh, when they're in the rocks cart and Loki shows up, she's like, this isn't about you. And then she leaves and just like lets him come with her. Like she keeps the door open. She's like, sure. Let's. Yeah. All right. Uh, maybe this will be helpful. Uh, when um, Renslayer, uh, after Loki gets pruned and Mobius gets pruned and she's stuck in the TVA uh, and Renslayer's like, oh, yeah, let me get the files for you. And I have a special spaceship that can punch through the end of time or whatever. She's like, she's like, this sounds stupid, but we'll, we'll, we'll stand here and listen. Like, we'll go with this. Maybe it's real. Like, whatever. I'd snow skin off my back. Let's see if this works. Uh, and then she prunes herself. Like, she's just open to every single... She's like, I will figure it out. Like, it continues yeah. to be a future me problem. Somehow I'm going <laughs> to get to the end, but like, I just need to get out of this immediate situation. Uh, and then I'll figure, and then I'll, and I'll, and then I'll get there. Who would have thought you guys are the ones who uh, don't think I was it just, until the end? Well, I was just <laughs> thinking that because it also sounds very Gryffindor. We were just talking about this with Han Solo, but I think mm-hmm. it's slightly different because Han's like, did it kill me? 
And I feel like there is at least some logic in a Slytherin, like, you know. No, there's way <laughs> there's way more logic because it, for Gryffindor, it that, is very, like, but did I die? That, yeah, and there's always that self-preservation. Like, yeah, because the Slytherin's not planning on order. dying. That's yeah. the difference. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, there's no, uh, okay, I'm going to jump into this and, like, I might die. It's like, I'm going to go around it or go through it, whatever I need to do, and I'll come out the other side to handle it later. Like, the Gryffindor is not thinking about what right. they're going to do later. Right. So there's the difference. Right. She, um, she, I don't know if I would go so far as to say, like, for sure she has chosen one syndrome as to the extent that we're going to talk about Loki, but, um, she is extremely confident in her abilities. Like she taught herself magic. Yeah. She taught herself magic. She fucking enchanted a cloud. Like She was like, I can do it. (laughs) And she did it. (laughs) Um, uh, and, um, she wanted to be a Valkyrie, which is super. Thor wanted to be a Valkyrie. Like, it's a huge thing. Like, it's a really big deal to be a Valkyrie. And she was like, I'm going to be a Valkyrie. Uh, And then um, she was totally confident in Roxcart when uh, Loki and the TVA showed up, just, like, stringing them along with all these people that she's enchanting while she's doing her thing in the background. Like, she was not stressed at all. She was like, whatever. I'm just doing my thing. Like, this isn't a hassle for me. Um, So she's extremely confident in her own ability and her talents and like and herself um and then uh she um and then her attitude i thought about this in the third episode at the end when the uh when they're trying to get off lamentus and the escape pod like crashes and loki like stands there in defeat and she just like turns around and leaves (laughs) she's like she's (laughs) she's very like her attitude is very if i decide to do it like it's gonna happen (laughs) Like, like I'm going to do it and there's nobody that can stop me. And in logically impossible moments like the uh, escape pod crashing, she's like, she knows to like accept it. She's like, yeah, yeah, well, (laughs) well, it's done. So, (laughs) yeah, very Slytherin, all very Slytherin. Yeah, it's not at all chosen one syndrome. Not every Slytherin is guilty of it, Mm -hmm. Um, but I do think. Most Slytherins are guilty of like, and if you put them in the overconfidence position where it's in themselves, like very, you know, if you put them in the position where you either present them with something and you're like, and you're like, you're the only one, like they're much more susceptible to be like, you're right, yes, <laughs> like I know because I'm because, extremely well, confident in myself. The, yeah, that's the thing. It's not always chosen one from the jump, but if you give it to them, that that cockiness that all of you guys have <laughs> to some degree, uh, that's gonna pop out for sure. So yeah, I, yeah. I, where, where else are they gonna put her? <laughs> Come first of all, do you th- then going by our conversation from before? Then all Loki variants are probably Slytherins, no? Because right. They all have the same brain in some way. Yeah. In some way, and like as uh, obviously Loki for president was an extremely right. basic. <laughs> yeah. You know, like a Draco Malfoy, Lucius Malfoy. <laughs> I don't know that uh, alligator, crocodile, whatever Loki he might have been a Gryffindor with how he was lunging at people yeah. in two seconds. Might have been. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, even he's a even too. Uh, like even old classic Loki, his Nexus event being like I'm yeah. Thor. I was like Jesus Christ, man! Like, I, <laughs> have some self respect. <laughs> the other one, I killed him. Like You're all right, right. you little Draco. <laughs> Nah, he was much cooler than Draco Malfoy. I'm going to offend lots of people today, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> opinions are wide open. Yeah, it's fine. We can have different opinions and still be friends. Oh, we like touched on this a little bit earlier. Uh, she's like, she's she's very, does not have time for the bullshit. 
Like she's true. got something to do and she's doing it. And people messing around pisses her off. And looks yeah. very much a mess around Slytherin. So she's like, yeah, <laughs> as, yeah. You especially see it in Lamentis again, where she's like, I'm just gonna like punch this dude, and that's an easy way to get by him. Or like, I'm just gonna enchant this one. And Loki's like, I'm gonna dress up in this outfit. And then like, yeah, <laughs> drama she's queen. Like, Jesus Christ. <laughs> yeah, no, she doesn't. She doesn't have time for any of it. I don't think any other like house tomfoolery. Uh, she would. She would put up with very much either like I don't know how much of Mobius she could take or anyone around her that's just like she, she she's so just so over it she would be so bad she would be like yeah <laughs> how does it serve a purpose yeah she's very like done she's very much uh wants to be useful wants other people to be useful in the situation like work towards the goal or mm-hmm. what are we doing here right it's a waste of my time yes like, very yeah. that she's like a scary teacher <laughs> she can be, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, she can be. Um I've had a couple Sylvies who scarred me. Yeah. We're not uh They weren't as hot as her. Not as no, definitely not. And also not susceptible to my charms at all, which I hate that. <laughs> but if they were as hot oh, as her, I'd love I would have been with, cool with Oh, it. she didn't She didn't interact with any Gryffindors. That would be really interesting to see. No. <laughs> I would love to see her with Thor. <laughs> it's not a Griffin. It's a Hufflepuff. No, I know, but I'm just thinking now. Of course, yes. Yeah, I know. Go he's a very he's a very different Hufflepuff, Hufflepuff than a uh, than Mobius. Yeah. Oh, he might. I, we're like never her. we're never gonna sort Mobius. I'm sorry. He's a Hufflepuff. Yeah. I don't. Yeah, I don't care. I to, to, <laughs> like mince to to hide that one from you guys. Come on, he's a Hufflepuff. Eat I, our words when season two comes out and he has some <laughs> insanely intriguing story that we want to speak about. It's still going to be a Hufflepuff story. It's true. I guess I'm going to stand by it. it. And like we can give it reasons. I don't have reasons for why he's a Hufflepuff now. I'm just like, look at him. Listen, but again, it's the (laughs) Hufflepuff Slytherin um, besties. Yeah. Friendship here going on. That's why Loki and Mobius are so great. And and he like immediately liked Sylvie and was like, she's my favorite. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Yes. And that's why I'm thinking, I think Sylvie and Thor would be awesome. I think he would appreciate her way more than Loki shenanigans. Yes. I think Thor would love her. She wanted to be a Valkyrie. He would like lose his shit. Uh, I hope they meet. That'd be cool. Who knows? What the fuck? I can tell you flat out right now. I don't understand a goddamn thing about what's going to happen next. Like, I have, I don't, I, uh, again, as is typical of me, if you listen to any of the Marvel episodes, I'm lost. What does that ending mean? Why does Mobius not know who he is? Do you what do they do? Do you want me to talk about this now? You want to wait for the Loki discussion? Would that fit better there? I don't know that it fits at all. <laughs> well, then just quickly answer. Why? What happened? They rewrote okay, that timeline? King, yeah, King said what would happen Correct. if yeah. they killed him. It's a whole timey-wimey paradox, right? It's a circle. Yeah. So if they kill him, he's not there to stop all the other ones. So another one won, and then it decided to do basically the same thing, I but, see. With, but without the lie. Gotcha. Yeah. Okay. Because I was sitting there like, Loki's going to go back and they're all normal and they're going to have to fight this new uh, big bad that comes in. I didn't mm-hmm. realize it just completely flipped. I completely rewrote No, it. he said there are like all the other variants of me are out there waiting and I'm holding them back. So right. either you have the chance to take my role and I'll go off and do my own thing or you kill me and then all those other variants are going to have that fight again outside, yeah. uh, wherever it happened outside of time and then one of them's going to win and then 
something else is going to happen. And it mm. turns out that the next variant that one just decided to do basically the same thing, but not make up the lie about the timekeepers. Yeah. It was just like, I'm the ultimate ruler. Hello. <laughs> so. Oh, he's going to be so cool. <laughs> he is. I'm excited for King. He's going to be way better than Thanos. Yeah. Oh, man. He was so fun to watch. How about that whole, uh, when he hurled those insults at Sylvie? Oh, I'm. <laughs> so good. Did I write that? downward uh she uh, you know it's the slytherin thing again like how are people not thinking like me so she's uh she's like you know kang's like yeah i took away everybody's free will because uh i'm uh making sure that you know he it's like thano was like this too right he's like guys i'm a good guy like i'm saving the resources of the planet like sure. i have to do something really awful in order to do this good thing and kang's kind of the same way he's like i have to do this really awful thing in order to make like this this good thing happen uh, and everybody's problem with it is like you don't get to be the one to decide or whatever. Right. Uh, but Sylvia's losing her mind because she was directly affected by this. Like sure. she was uh, pruned and uh, you know as a child, and she lost her entire life. Blah blah blah. So she's like, "You're an awful fucking person, and I hate you, and you deserve to die for this." I love the way he snapped. He was yeah. like, "Grow up, Sylvie." He was like, "Murderer, hypocrite." hypocrite. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, "Damn." Damn. Oof. And she sat there and took and she's, it. Yeah, she sat there and she was like, you know what? Yeah. <laughs> You're right. <laughs> uh, but this is about me, so. Yeah. It, it, she didn't She didn't take it to heart the way another house would. They would be like, ow, my, how dare you? She was like, okay, well, it stung maybe 100%. Let's move on. I'm still going to kill you. Yeah. Yeah. What a Slytherin boy. All right, we get, I have so much stuff about that end, the choice in that whole For thing. For sure. Well, let, listen, that's... Rachel has so much to say about this. I just don't think it's fair the way she's being treated right now I agree. people, okay? I agree. I don't like it. I saw what she did. I went, oh, no. Respect. <laughs> that was my reaction. <laughs> I feel, as a Gryffindor, I would have been talked out of it. Mm-hmm. She wasn't. She had this goal... There's this desperation behind it. There's this need behind it. And like I said before, you've got thousands of years of buildup of that. That's not going to be so easy to just be like, all right, fine. I'm finally here. He's in front of me. The goal is here. Uh, Maybe not. No, she has conviction. She's going to go through and do what she came here to do. I don't know, man. I know for, for Loki, it was some serious character growth for her. Maybe... It's a little bit of regression where it was a moment where she. I don't know if it was regression. I think it was like the accumulation of her holding. She's been holding back this unhealthiness with this goal. And now she's completed it and it turned out the way that it did. And and it all just comes crashing, crashing down on her. Yeah, I don't I don't know what people expected from her after what happened to her and how she's been living with it for so long. Uh, I don't know. Maybe some of us weaker people would have been charmed by Tom Hiddleston pleading with us and telling us, <laughs> I just want you to be okay in that British voice <laughs> that I can't do. Uh, but, you know, I, I sent a gift to Lauren last night of Samantha from Sex and the City just going, I love you, but I love me more. And I, it was very that. She was like, I still, uh, listen, uh, no hard feelings. Um, we're not the same, though. And I mean, they are. They are. Technically. They are. But yeah. she's not willing to take that leap yet. 
that Loki did, where so, you can see the reason. Yeah, I had a lot to say and and thought about this or a lot or whatever, because, you know, Loki's like, I'm a liar. I, I know he's lying. And, you know, Slytherins are usually, are can usually be moved by logic fairly easily. Again, like Ravenclaws, but Ravenclaws need a lot more. <laughs> like, yeah. I think Slytherins take a little bit of gut and instinct into it or whatever, right? They do. Um, so, um, so Loki's like, I'm a liar. He's not lying. I need you to trust me. I'm you. And I was trying, when Rachel and I were discussing this last night, I had so much to say. It's like, um, first of all, I keep saying, people saying that Sylvie betrayed Loki. And I can I can take a little sidebar real quick on that kiss or whatever, because also extremely Slytherin. <laughs> um, like she wasn't, she wasn't, it was manipulative, but she wasn't trying to manipulate his feelings or anything like that. Like she wasn't trying to be like, oh haha, um, I know you're into me, so I'm gonna kiss oh, you no, and that'll it wasn't distract that. you. No, it was it was um she knew she knew she knew that he could get to her that way, so she did it that way. <laughs> like, it, in a sense, she was protecting him. She was like, I know he's not going to give up. She's like, I know you're not going to stop, so you need to get out of here because I'm not going to stop. Um, and all of this conversation that I had with Rachel last night, I was like, she, uh, she, so it wasn't, it wasn't her betraying Loki. She felt betrayed. Because mm. Loki wasn't seen it the same way as her, and Loki is her. Like, she actually literally says, then why aren't we seeing this the same way? Like, why right. aren't we reacting the same way? Why are you fighting me? She did not understand. She felt betrayed, and it gets super weird and meta here. Like, what? Like what are you? Ta- who, who are you talking about? She felt betrayed by herself, basically. Yeah. And the issue with this is she's... She's been going for thousands and thousands and thousands of years, and she has deduced through loads of empirical evidence that she needs to bring down the TVA in order to protect herself and to be safe and to finally move on with her life or whatever. Loads of evidence. And uh, she's gotten to the point where she can do it, and herself pops up and goes, we should probably pause and not do this. Right. And she feels betrayed by that. And I was also trying to explain to Rachel, she also immediately knows that Loki is right. (laughs) Like, there's no way. It's the logic part of your brain. There's no way that he would have said, hey, let's think about this if he wasn't right. And there's no way she would have reacted the way she did if she didn't know that he was right. But she was so far gone like it was right there and she has evidence she has support this is the only way to do it you can't pop up and go at the very end of the line this is not the right thing to do when I have so much evidence that says it is like I can only do what I know how to do I can't stop here like I don't don't know I don't blame her uh, at all like I don't blame her either I don't know that how she would have a, a character like her I don't know how she would be able to live with herself if she didn't go through with it Right. Because she's been gearing up for this. And of course, yes, she has all the evidence. This is the right step. This is the move that I've been I've been training my entire life for. Right. Like this is it. I'm at the finish line. It makes no sense. And I was telling Lauren last night, I can't imagine having a version of myself come at me and go, (laughs) Rachel. Nice to meet you. Um, I'm also Rachel. 
<laughs> we can't do this. This doesn't make any sense. And me being like, you know me best. How yeah. dare you? Like, yeah. I would be so pissed at me. Yeah. And I, I mean, like, I, I guess the sense of completion is like a little bit of it. Like completionist, you want to do your end goal or whatever. But I'm still, I still am going so hard on the fact that she has been protecting herself and staying alive. Everybody in this fucking show was like, that's the Loki who's one defining trait that they're survivors or whatever. She mm. has been protecting herself, which is the self part, the only way that she is self-involved. She's been protecting herself for thousands and thousands and thousands of years. And she yeah. has not died. Why would she suddenly do a different thing than what she knows keeps her alive? Like it, you wouldn't. Yeah. And especially if this is the thing that like unlocks the door. Like, you're free after this. Right. Like. But then other people would say, like, there is the possibility that you're not or there's the possibility that this goes way worse for you. But she can't. She can't stop there. She's there. Like, she has to. Right. She has to. But I think to. this is the part people are struggling with that she's. Yes, she does have all that evidence that's like, oh, don't do it. Um, I'm, I'm sorry. She has all this evidence that's like, you have to do this. Like, this is the way. This is what you're here for. And then she's faced with more updated data right. <laughs> that tells her don't. And so people are like, well, why didn't she just listen? Well, you try it after spending thousands of years going for this. Right. This is all you have, have had to hold on to to keep you fucking alive. Right. Because otherwise, what was her life? You want her to drop it now and, and like hold hands with Loki she and in a, jump yeah. into a fucking uh, and they're gonna live in the sunset realm like, and like yeah and like and and you have to realize that like on top of this, Kang had just told them that literally everything that they had ever done was scripted, and she was like, "No, I broke free of that. Like that's what this was." And he was like, "No, that was all part of it too. Like this was all supposed to be up to the point where he's like, okay, I don't know what's gonna happen after this. I would also immediately." Kill them. <laughs> like, I would, like I would be like, oh, this is all me now. Like this is my choice. Right. Bye. Like, interesting. Uh, that would have scared me a little shitless. I don't know. <laughs> Sound like Dean Winchester there. Like, oh, <laughs> yeah. Well, I don't yeah, know. It's I a, mean, like it's a lot to have crashing down on you all at once. And I would just, I would always go with what has worked. Why would you not? Like, I don't. Sure. And, that, that's and very I, Slytherin of and, you. Well, yeah, and I understand that Loki was coming out with her with logic, but there wasn't enough time and there was too much emotion to, like, sit down. And, I mean, you notice that she works very, very, very hard to avoid Loki's words. She immediately yeah. goes, oh, you just want the throne. Obviously, she doesn't think that. Loki's gone through this whole growth with her. Like, he hasn't been near that person. She needs in that such to be a long true. Time. She, she needs, needs that to be she true. She needs to say it and convince herself of it so she can be like, this guy's being a dick. He's not right, right about anything. Like, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Well, he just wants power, and I don't want to deal with that. So, fuck him. Yeah, I, that's, yeah, that's all I it was. Fully get, I fully get why she did what she did, where she ended up the, the place that she did. Um, I feel bad for her. Because she obviously is going to fucking feel very bad about this. So oh, yeah. <laughs> she, she already did. We saw her like fall yeah. to the ground. Yeah. When Kang was like, yeah, kill me. And then nothing happened. And she's like, but <laughs> like, and then, this yeah. was for nothing. Yeah. And it goes back to um before when we were saying like Slytherins are like, I'll go around it. I'll get through it. I'll do what I have to do. And, and it's future me's problem. I, I don't think she was prepared. For that future, future hers problem. Well, and like, like I said, like it all, it was an immediate failure. So 
of yeah. this thing that you've been working for for a thousand years, it immediately manifested as a failure. That's going to get a Slytherin. Like, yeah. It's going to. Yikes. Like, I feel like a Gryffindor could kind of be like, hmm, a fuck up. Well, must continue. <laughs> like, yeah, right. you know? Expected this. I expected yeah, right. this. <laughs> but, Slytherin doesn't expect to fail. I, I think Especially that's- not at, like, the big one. Like, no. this is it. Yeah. Yeah. What would have happened if Steve Rogers failed the big <laughs> oh <my> one? God. <laughs> Imagine oh my that. God. It would see Slytherin naysayers for Steve Rogers. Think about that. What would have happened if Steve like didn't beat Hydra or he Oof. didn't like, you know, beat Thanos? Like what would Steve Rogers be? We saw a tiny little bit of it after the snap. A yep. little bit of him sitting in a fucking rec center talking about this woman who fell in love with someone else mm. <laughs> decades and decades ago and had yep. her own life. And he's like, might as well talk about this now that I uh, did not kill Thanos. Right. Like, And that's it. You're going to carry that failure with you forever yeah. as a Slytherin. I, I do right, want to say, like, the one thing that I thought was interesting in that finale episode, too, was before they got to Kang and Miss Minutes jump scared the fuck out of all of oh us. Oh, my God. And she, and she was like. That a, little bitch. Yeah, I know. And she was like, uh, oh, I wanted to, uh, you know, offer offer you guys a deal. Like, you know, look, you can go back into the timeline and Loki will win the battle in New York and have the. I thought it was so. In, I don't really need to talk that much about that instance with Loki because it was just like he clearly was not interested at all, which is awesome. Right. That's what the show wanted to do. But um. He was interested in being with Sylvie is what he yeah. was interested in. But uh, but when Sylvie, when they're like, um, oh, you can have your own life. Like, you'll wake up with memories and it'll, and it'll be fine, blah, blah, blah. Um, and Loki never really says no. He kind of waits to see what Sylvie wants. And Sylvie is the one who, like, rejects it. And her reason for rejecting it is, like, she's like, it's not real. You stole realness from me. Mm. And because you stole it, it is literally impossible for me to ever have that. And I don't care what you do. I will always know it. And like, and we're going to talk about Natasha. And this is a little bit Natasha. But it's just like something she knows she can never, ever have. So like, I don't want it now. Like, it's dirty. Mm. Like, I don't care if you try to give it to me and you tell me that I won't remember. It's no, no, I refuse it. You, it reminds me of just like as a supernatural comparison, of course. Um Dean's faced with this, this problem of, of having free will taken completely away from him. He puts a gun up to Sam like he has a temp, like a breakdown. It's all emotionally driven. Like he freaks out completely. Sylvie just flat out is like, no, that makes no sense. I it's not real. <laughs> so no. And Dean the whole time is like, nothing is real. Fuck it. Like I can't. Nothing. And he's going insane. Sylvie the whole time is like, yeah. It sucks. I'm not going to take any fake version of it. Uh, I'm going to kill this man who's responsible. That's it. Right. I'm killing him. Like, it's such a like, different way of dealing with it. the only way forward. Like, I don't want you to give me some fake realness, even if I won't know it's fake. I don't want it. Like, I, yeah. I don't. Proud of Loki for also, not it either. Yeah. Well, I mean, he was waiting for Sylvie. I, if Sylvie I know, had said but- I want it, I feel like he would have, like, sucked it up and been like, fine, I'll be this dictator. Like, whatever. Oh. <laughs> like, <you know? laughs> I don't know. He came pretty far. I don't know. He did, I don't know. I have some stuff to say about him ruling because we okay. did get instances of him ruling <laughs> and he was not awful. So, like, you know, okay. 
I guess I, I, I'm pretty done with Sylvie. I talked about her. Oh, you're done with her? You just I, well, I said everything on my little notepad, so. Wow. Can't go off the And I know we have so much to say about <laughs> Natasha. And I know you were like, I have nothing to say about Loki because he's so obvious. But I have. Well, the, here's the problem. It's not that I have nothing to say about him. It's just that I think anyone who's watched Loki from the Avengers <laughs> on could say, okay, that's a Slytherin. Like many, many months ago when we first started the podcast, I was talking to Lauren about Loki. And someone asked us, are you going to sort him? Oh, yeah. And I um, we agreed, like, let's just wait for the show because we might get more meat here. And part of me wanted to wait because I wanted to see if there was a possibility that maybe we got backstory or something that maybe I'm wrong. Because what I don't like sometimes is when it's the obvious sort. Mm-hmm. Just kind of it, it's just something that just bugs me sometimes. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, of course, I clocked him as a Slytherin from the jump. But I was like. I wonder if there's like some kind of weird Ravenclaw here, if there's some like chaos overlord type shtick going on, but no, uh, there's not. Or and like it's an other in Hufflepuff. Sure. It, it, there just isn't though. No. He's too self centered. He's a textbook narcissist. He's a Yeah, I mean like, like literal, <laughs> literal narcissist. Yeah. That, 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 okay, I'm gonna say it. Like it makes complete sense for him to fall in love with himself. How anyone has a problem with it or finds it to be like out of character or ridiculous or weird. What's what? Do you know? Have you seen Loki? Have you watched the movies? Of course, he's going to fall in love with himself. Who else? No one's good enough for him. (laughs) This is Loki. Huge Slytherin. Like when me and Lauren also. He wouldn't be able to listen to anybody either. Like he he obviously loves Thor and he can't listen to Thor. He just can't. Not at all. No, he thinks Thor's stupid. Like, he's his dumb, lovable brother. That's it. He loves him. But, like, obviously, Loki thinks he's smarter than Thor. Yeah. All right? Uh, Loki thinks he's uh, smarter than everyone. He's always the smartest one in the room. Even when, like, he's faced with evidence where people are like, you're wrong. um, And you're being terrible and awful. He's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, I'm terrible and awful. Anyway, and he'll continue doing what he wants to do. Slytherin. Where else are you supposed to put this dude? Nowhere. His variant is a Slytherin because he's a Slytherin. (laughs) Like his variants, Sylvie, all yeah, all, all of them, every because, single one of them. Look at him. Yeah. So yeah, you can talk about. I mean, look, we can talk about movies. I yeah, uh, I can yeah, I can go through this. I got all of it. Uh, <laughs> she's got so many notes, guys. Shut up. Uh, <laughs> it's this is my problem. Okay. As you list the events of what happened. Mm-hmm. I feel that my only response is, yeah, Slytherin. Mm-hmm. Like, <laughs> you just go through what he does. We can does. discuss them. Of course. That is the point of the show. I but. told you this was my fear last night, that you were going to say things, and I was just going to, like, go off and off about <laughs> Slytherin. <laughs> I just need to explain myself and my people. Of course. But, I, but that's good. I want to give you your platform to talk about your people, because... It's a Slytherin-centric celebration extravaganza. So go ahead. <laughs> what what do you got for Loki? Let's let's go. All right. I got um extremely obvious chosen one syndrome. Oh yeah. Insanely. I I don't know what kind of spoiled he was by Odin as a child. <laughs> if you like asked Loki, it would be not at all. But there's exactly. no way, no way that he wasn't spoiled. They like, abused you see, me. <laughs> you see 
Odin with the two little boys, the Thor and Loki, and he tells both of them that they're destined to rule one day and like be the greatest of all time and like his guardian, you know, history, blah, 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 blah. So like obvious chosen one syndrome. He always he's always known he's been born to rule something. And uh, this comes up with uh, Mobius in the first episode when Mobius is like, all right, so you get out of the TVA. What are you going to do? And he's like, uh, I'm going to I'm going to rule. And Mobius mm-hmm. is like, what are you going to rule? And he's like, Midgard is like, OK, and then what? And then and Loki's like, and Asgard. And Mobius is like, OK, then what? Space? You want to be the king of space? Like, what, what, is, what is happening here? And very Loki, different, very different than Thor, who is just like, yeah. I am meant to rule Asgard. And that's it. <laughs> right. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Yep. And but here's the thing where it like gets weird with Loki because he doesn't really have that defined idea. He's like, I'm going to rule. But then Mobius is listing these things and he's like, yeah, sure. Yeah, <laughs> that one works too. Like, whatever. Sure. Let's do them all. Um, and then uh, and then also, like you just said, he uh, he gets extremely bothered by the fact uh, that he's not the smartest in the room in the show Loki towards the beginning before he meets Sylvie when they're all like the more dangerous variant, the better Loki. He always has a response like, well, she's not the better Loki or like I'm the best Loki or like like or like even when they pull them back into the TVA and uh, Sylvie has like seven TVA agents swarming all over her and Loki's got like Mobius and one other TVA agent. He's like, this is really insulting. Like he's got stuff to say. He is bothered by the fact that he's not the best one in the room or like not perceived to be the best one in the room. That's it too. Yeah. He has to be perceived to be. Yeah. 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 He has to be seen. And actually, this is a this is the one quote I pulled up before uh, with Rachel because I was trying to remember it, and I think like it goes along with Loki being the uh, the god of mischief, mischief and illusion, and like perception is a very very big Slytherin thing. Here's the big secret: I don't actually need to be the smartest person in the room, but if everybody thinks I am, it's as good as like you know. Ah. So. You don't need so, the authenticity. Yeah, no, I just need other people <laughs> to think it. And he, uh, and you know, Mobius is like driving at him. Like, do you like hurting people? Like, why do you mm. like hurting people? Uh, and he says like, um, he doesn't do it because he wants to. He does it because he's always had to, because it's part of the illusion, because hurting people and pain is the cruel, elaborate trick conjured by the weak to inspire fear. So he is like, self-aware of the fact that he is not always the strongest or best, but that this is how he needs to make it seem like he is. Um, yeah. He's very self-aware of that fact. Like, he's very careful about the facade that he puts on. And that, and that's actually another point that's coming up. Uh, and then also, like, obviously, he fucking keeps going around being all, like, glorious purpose. Like, <laughs> I don't know what's more shows than one. <laughs> I, can't, I can't, dude. He he had me crying. Like, every time, any any line he said that was meant to be taken seriously, I was like, you fucking drama queen. You come on. <laughs> he takes himself very seriously. And he's deeply insecure, which, you know, Slytherin's kind of yes. Yes, you know, yeah, you can say it. They are. I'll go at like right. that. I don't yeah. know. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. They are. Like, that one was super obvious. And then all this one's super obvious, too. He's the god of mischief, chaos, mm. deceit, illusion. Like, his role is literally to manipulate others into seeing what he wants them to see. Uh, and he is good at doing that because he knows what people want to see. He got, yeah. he's gotten Thor so many times. 
Like, <laughs> I, I just mean, Thor finally, like, caught on there at the end. But, like, he just really knows how to read people. He fooled the entire uh, kingdom of Asgard for yeah. however long he was Odin. And, like, and I don't think he was, like, trying very hard to be Odin. But everybody, like. <laughs> I can't, dude. He's so funny. Oh, he kills me. He's. He's such a drama queen. Um, he, uh, yes, uh, like, again, goes along with the chosen thing. Like, his end goal is to be in charge of something, to rule something. It was, a, uh, it was, like, Asgard, then Earth, then back to Asgard, and then it was Sakaar when he was stuck there, and then it was the TVA. Yep. He's like, I want to see these timekeepers. Like, I want to talk to them. And uh, Sylvie shows up, and he's like, you know, we could overthrow this bitch. <laughs> she's got, like, no interest. Um, no nonsense. Right. And you see uh, how Slytherins can be so fucking different? Yes. It's, <laughs> God. Yes. This is an important lesson. Uh, and then, like, this end goal is, like, selfish. Like, you look at it and, like, this asshole power hungry, you know, he wants to rule things. Like, it's selfish. But I was thinking more about it last night, and especially in retrospect, like, in comparison to Sylvie. And, like, having this goal to rule something that Odin told him was what he was supposed to be doing. It, like, gives him a sense of of purpose. Glorious and it's almost purpose? like, yeah, well, glorious purpose, but it's also, like, um, security. And it's, like, a way. Yeah, he needs to, it. Right. And it's also a way, you know, he's the brother, brother of Thor who is worthy enough to fly around with this fucking hammer. And, like, Loki doesn't have some symbol of worthiness or whatever. If he rules something, he's worthy. So it's, right. like, a sense of, like, fulfillment and security and, like, so, yes, selfish, but there's also some, like, ooh-ooh there. <laughs> You're like, oh. Well, well, he's, like, the original OG emo Slytherin. Like, yes, he really yes. is. Truly. Uh, yep. There's no <laughs> there's no getting around it. He's an emo kid. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then I had a... So then we get into, unlike Sylvie, Loki does have people. Uh, he did not grow up running away from everything in order to save himself or whatever. Uh his relationship with all these people is so extremely complicated and messed up. Um, but, like, he loves Odin. Odin lied to yeah. him, and uh, he was bummed when Odin died. Bummed. And it was his fault. He was. He was bummed about <laughs> he it. Was he was bummed. He was like, a uh, yeah, yeah, he had a bit of a tantrum. Yeah. But he was also a little bummed. <laughs> a bit of a tantrum. Oh, my God. The, listen, stop defending. <laughs> Just because he's a Slytherin. He's ridiculous. But, yes, I, he of, of, he loves his father. For yeah. sure. And Odin that obviously, hurt. yeah, and Odin also obviously, like, you know, had a little bit of favoritism towards Thor there, uh, you know, which was an issue, which was Odin's issue. Uh and Loki, you know, like, was whispering in his sleeping ear, like, I'm going to kill you. <laughs> did he really ever do it? Like, he did. The, only the child of Loki did. <laughs> so, um, he loves his mother, Frigga. Oh, yeah. He loves her. She taught him magic. Um, he is how she died. Uh, they show him that at the TVA. That was bad. And, um... Loki in the dark world, having done that, and Loki seeing what he had done, were both extremely deeply affected um, yeah. by that failure, that wrong choice. Like, he was trying to hurt Thor, and he ended up getting his mother killed. Um, so, and then, uh, and then Thor 
Thor is his person. I I don't. Of course. I, yeah, it's a and it's so funny because um, before this show, Loki and Thor were both very defined by their relationship to each other. I think Loki more mm. so because he didn't really have like a movie focused on his development or whatever. So yeah. Loki was more defined by his relationship to Thor. And it's so funny because before the TVA, every moment that we see Loki is trying to get Thor's attention by blowing up New York or like, you know, yeah, like fighting with Thor, stabbing <laughs> so Thor in true. the back, you know, like it's all, it's all about Thor. And I was like, but he has never directly tried to kill you know, like it's either like a giant robot or some like dark elves, but Loki himself yeah. has never been like, ah, I'm gonna kill Thor, you know? Like, yeah. I'm trying to, and we'll see now, I'm trying to fact check that in my mind. I guess that's true. He stabs him in the dark world, but it's part of the, uh, part of right. the uh, plot. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I guess they're he doing. Never, yeah, he's never directly like pulled out the dagger. Is he easily could have done and been like he easily could have annihilated everyone at all times. I know, I know. He's just he has okay. He's the baby of the family. His older brother's the golden child. He feels like the fuck up on the side who's the mama's boy. She teaches him magic and like I love mommy. Why doesn't daddy love me? Goddamn emo. Am I adopted? Yes. (laughs) 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 I love him. Yeah, and him. like not only does he never directly try to kill Thor, he ends up dying for Thor. Yep. He like, you know, like that's his end, that he dies. Um, he's on the ship with Thanos and uh, Thor's, you know, all tied up and Heimdall dies for no reason. And uh, oh. and and, uh, and uh, he tries to um, get his brother some time or something, which also like I don't even want to talk about how I wish they had done it more in the show. When older Loki was like, oh, I got away really easily. Like, the way that he died is so. The way who died? Old Thor? Loki. I mean, sorry, old Loki. Loki. No, 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 no. Original Loki. In, oh, uh, like his actual death? In Infinity War. is so fucking. And I want to say that it's not Slytherin because a Slytherin, like, Loki has always done. He should have done what old Loki did in, like, caster projection or, like, mm. blah, blah, blah. But I guess old Loki kind of explained, like, I cast one so powerful. So maybe our Loki didn't have confidence in himself, which would be very Mm. Slytherin. And also, I'm kind of taking it at the level of he was thinking more about Thor than he was about getting away himself. Well, I'm glad Um, you're giving some credit to that atrocious. I try. I try for the Russo brothers. No goddamn excuse for it. It They they threw that Steve shit out there, too. And I had to be like, well, this is Slytherin. And now you're forcing me to explain it. But I didn't want like it never should have happened in the first place. Every choice was horrible. I, I I can't even get into Endgame, dude. I, I can't. I can't either. I didn't watch it in my rewatch. Um I don't blame you. Like yeah. I anyway. Bring uh, Tony back. <laughs> anyway, um <laughs> on top of like these people, his family, he actually cares really deeply for Asgard. Like uh he accepts Asgard as his home. They tell him he's a frost giant and he's like, okay, and then he like goes and kills the entire planet. <laughs> and then he's like, <laughs> and he's like whatever um and then um and uh like i mentioned earlier when he is pretending to be odin and he's actually ruling asgard 
the fuck so does he funny. do? He's got yeah. he's all bark and no bite. Like, oh, I'm gonna rule Midgard and it's gonna be awful, and you all are gonna be like so and and then he rules Asgard and he puts up a statue of himself and just plays about how great he is. Like I nobody there seemed upset when Thor showed up. Nobody there was upset. Nope. <laughs> he wasn't doing anything. No, he was he, drinking wine and yeah. chilling. <laughs> Putting on a play about how much yeah. his brothers should regret you can't all even, of his choices. Yeah, and you can't even give him the excuse of like maybe he was ramping up to being awful. He like he'd been there for a couple of years, and Thor had no idea. No. And, and again, Loki Loki is so powerful; mm-hmm. he could easily, <laughs> easily have just shredded it. Mm-hmm. But he he does. He loves it. He wants to rule it. His whole problem is his insecurity. <laughs> it's his whole issue. Well, then, uh, uh, like, in Ragnarok, he shows up with the ship. Like, he could have gotten yeah. away, and he shows up to save everybody, you know? Yep. And then he shows up and is like, thank you, you're welcome. Like, you know, like, get yep. on my ship or whatever. Um, and uh, and he's obviously very affected when he hears about Ragnarok during the TVA, yeah. even though he's like, yes, very sad. Anyway, moving on. Like, but you're so full of bullshit. Like, oh, you yeah. are so upset that your entire planet and all your people are dead. Uh... Oh, yeah, so then uh, to go along with, like, coming, like showing up the ship, you need to give him the recognition and the praise he deserves. Mm. Every time he does something, you need to acknowledge it and you need to say thank you. This is extremely, like, very stereotypical <laughs> Slytherin. Uh, fucking in Dark World, when he and Thor come up with the plot or whatever, and then he's dying, the thing that he bases the play off of or whatever, and mm-hmm. Thor's, like, holding him, and Loki's like, tell father what I did. And yep. It's like, yep. <laughs> it's like, you need you need to praise me for my actions. They were heroic. Like, you know. If you don't, I'm going to do something really bad. <laughs> and then, like I said, he builds a giant statue of himself. He puts yep. on a play being like, I need to be praised or whatever. Uh, when he's at the TVA and he becomes friends with Mobius, uh, Mobius needs to praise him for the shit that he's doing. When he figures out it's the apocalypses, mm. he's like, uh, hello. Like, <laughs> can I get, like. Do I get a badge? A, like, a what's crumb, going on here? Uh, uh, <laughs> can we get a crumb of uh, anything here? Just yeah, and, credit? and like Mobius brings up how he like never shuts up and is constantly talking. And I think that's part of what it is. Like, if I just keep talking and keep saying things, one thing will come out that they'll be like, good job, Loki. So you like keep going. <laughs> uh, it's textbook. It's textbook. All of it. It's yeah. I, I have a. He never really apologizes for his wrongdoing, you know, like uh, when uh, not when even a little in, Rag- in Ragnarok, when uh, when the Hulk goes to sleep and Bruce shows up and Bruce is obviously traumatized by Loki for very good reason. Loki's just like, hey, what's up? We're going to work together. <laughs> and, like, you know, he's like, and that's also very Slytherin. One, he's not going to apologize. And two, he has absolutely no problem working with adversaries. Like he has no issue with it. He's fine. Like that's you know, true. He's just gonna do it. Um, he's just a chaos demon. <laughs> this is why I wanted so badly, man. I wanted so badly for Ravenclaw to fit. I did back, <laughs> back then because it just fits with my Ravenclaws are chaos demons theory, and uh, it's no. He's too. He's way too self centered and way too uh, needy. Yeah, way too needy. And yeah. and y'all are Slytherins yeah. are so needy. Yeah, we are. We absolutely are. It's a it just, goes hand in hand with like having the people thing. Like uh, yeah, that's like that's the emotional chink that gets us like where we get. 
pink in the armor. It's like where we get. It's where you get us. But um uh he oh, um so like Sylvie is obviously mad about this whole free will thing, but mm. Loki is more like especially cuz we see him first find out about it is more like explosively just like this is fucking bullshit. They're right. like, you know, somebody acceptable. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> Somebody's been controlling what you've been doing your entire life and he's like, uh Literally nobody can control me. Like, that's right. just not possible. It's right. just not I can't happening. be tamed. Yeah, it, yeah, it's not <laughs> happening. Uh, and he, like, and it, it really is. He's just like, it's bullshit, and I don't believe it. Like, the things right. that I do, I want to do. Nobody is making me do them. I'm doing what I want to do always, every time. Like, <laughs> he's so indignant about it. Uh, yeah. Yeah, and then he immediately wants to go after the timekeepers and be like, let me talk to these fuckers. Like, they think right. they're controlling me? Like, it's not happening. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Uh, his mom has a great line in the Dark World. Um, when Thor brings him back after Avengers, and they're like, mm-hmm. they're like, you know, suitably disappointed in him for trying to kill all the humans. They're like, mm-hmm. what did you do this time? <laughs> <You know>? <laughs> <laughs> um, but Frigga's like, um, you're always so perceptive about everybody but yourself, right? Which is also extremely Slytherin. Like Slytherins need to be perceptive about other people and literally in order to function but then like on the flip side we can also be very bad at ourselves it's Mm -hmm. I don't know what it is it's something about the self-centeredness and like the focus on yourself all the time that's I have a theory that it's like about um I I think it's that you guys can totally see yourselves clearly um but you have an ability to block it out because a lot of that could be perceived as weakness and that is unacceptable well, for yourself. <laughs> here's the other thing. I think I think that's right. And I also think it's that I can see myself clearly, but then I think I'm tricking myself. Interesting. Because I know I'm really good at that. So. <laughs> what do you mean? I'm good at, if I'm so good at, per- at other people's perception, like driving other people's perception and making other people see me the way I want to be seen, then how am I not good at fooling myself into seeing what I want to see? Because you're fully aware of what you're doing at all times. But I'm not. I could be tricking myself. You're – that's bullshit. You never <laughs> are tricking yourself. I don't believe that for a fucking hot second. I, I, I'm not – this is honestly something that I've worried about, that, I, that I, I cannot see myself clearly because I'm seeing what I want to see. Yeah, you're just – that's just imposter theory uh, – the imposter syndrome. <clears throat> That's all that is. I, I, I think uh, Slytherins come with that, like, attached. Like, you're born <laughs> it's and it's, it's stamped on you. Um, uh, and a lot of you try to overcompensate. And sometimes you end up with a Loki one. If you well, overcompensate I, too much. <laughs> like, my next point was, like, a, he avoids examining himself in order to function in life. Mm-hmm. Uh, because if he really stops to take the time to, like, see what he's done be, due to all his trauma... Uh, he's not going to like it. So he just doesn't think about that. He just keeps doing right. what he's doing. <laughs> like, if we never stop, we're never upset. <laughs> like, you <know>? Sure. <laughs> so healthy. Which is, uh, uh, Natasha does that, but in a different way. So mm. that'll come up too. But, um, oh, uh, and I mentioned earlier when Rachel said that, like, Loki is just, like, life is a game to him. Uh, she's right. He is constantly changing his goalposts. 
and mm-hmm. he's constantly playing chess. I like compare this to a lot like Leia when we talked about like uh, Leia was sitting in the jail cell and she was totally cool with like whatever comes along is what I'm going to yeah. do in order to get out or whatever. Every time that we've seen Loki like thrust into a situation that he didn't expect or like it's like it, literally sometimes he's in a, in a jail cell, uh, he adapts to it like when he's in the prison cell on Asgard. When he, like, lands on Sakaar and he's been there for two weeks and War shows up and Loki's like, yeah, I'm, like, best friends with the Grandmaster and we're going to, like, I'm going to rule this place in a couple of months or whatever. Or, like, when he's captured with the TVA, he, like, moves the goalposts and he's always playing chess. Like, the most obvious instance to me is landing on Sakaar. Like, he falls off the Rainbow Bridge after being attacked by this sister that he never knew he had, who is, like, hot and extremely evil and much stronger than him. He just saw her, like, destroy Mjolnir, which he never thought was possible. Uh, He falls off the Rainbow Bridge and and falls through space and lands on this planet where, like, the way of life is to, like, have, like, shows and fight battles to survive Mm -hmm. or whatever. And he's just, like, gets with the program. Yeah, he's like, all right, I live here now. (laughs) He's like, you know, he's fully integrated into it by the time Thor shows up, like, two weeks later, so. Oh, God, he's so fun. (laughs) He's a really cool, he's an extremely interesting character. He's Uh, very, uh, very snaky, okay? mm -hmm. I'm sorry, but it's, it's like, this, he's the stereotypical one. He is. He, he, Again, Loki's are survived. He fakes his death so many times. (laughs) And he convinces Thor every time. Thor's like getting tired of it. He's like, I mourned you. And Loki's like, you can keep doing that because this is going to keep happening. Like, I don't know what to. (laughs) Start the process now for the next one. It's like, you better be suitably upset and happy when I arrive because this Put on a play for me. Right. (laughs) This needs to be the case each time I need to be praised. Uh, But yeah. And. and then, uh, looks like I've read, oh, <laughs> some, like, random small things before I get to the end of, of Loki. We can talk about how he reacted to that, too. Um, that scene where all the variants are fighting each other, and he is so <laughs> embarrassed and so yeah. fed up. Well, he's forced to look at himself, isn't he? Extremely slippery. Yeah, you're forced to look at yourself, and you're like, seriously? And also, it's like a pulling back the curtain. Like, I know this whole show went hard for the Wizard of Oz. Like, who's the man behind the curtain? Oh, yeah. But it's a, it's a little bit of pulling back the curtain because Loki puts on this perception. And now he's looking at this and he's like, is this what other people are seeing in me? Because right? this is not correct. <laughs> like, this is not what I want. They're the stupid ones. What do you mean? <laughs> um, and then I also had... Um, because I take Steve as such a weird Slytherin and kind of like mm. a barometer or whatever. Um, I'm going to talk about him a lot more with Natasha, obviously, because they have a much greater relationship. But Loki is weirdly extremely annoyed by Steve. Like, has met him twice and, you know, mimics him in, we see in Endgame when they flash back to the Avengers, mimics him there, like turns into him. And then yeah. when he and Thor are walking down the hallway uh, mm-hmm. in Dark World, he mimics mm-hmm. him. And it's like, why? You've known this man for like two seconds. And I'm just going to connect to Loki a little bit here. When I try to explain why Steve Rogers is annoying to me, it's because I can relate to him and I know exactly why he's doing the things he does, but it's not the choice that I would make, so it annoys me. Because I'm like, Mm. smart, 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 smart. No. And I really think that's what Loki is feeling, where he's like, yeah, 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 yeah. And then he like he gets to, like, he's like, Steve Rogers is a super soldier. Everybody obviously admires him, looks up to him. He doesn't need to beg for praise. Like, he gets it. And he's doing this with it. 
Like, yeah. you, you know, like it's uh, it's it's annoying to him. He's like this fucking goody goody. I don't like it. <laughs> and I'm going to yeah. make fun of it. I see that. Yep. And uh, OK, so now see, here you go. You, you remember the last episode. So that's worse. That's where I'm at with Loki. Um, well, when, uh, when he he uh, as opposed to Sylvie, he's using logic when Kang is like, this is what's going to happen. He's like, I feel the truth in this. Like, I Loki, this. Loki always uses logic, though. I'm, I'm going to give that to him. Even with when he ends up on Jeff Goldblum's planet that I can't remember the <laughs> Cigar? name. Yeah, sure. Uh, it's for, yes, he's trying to survive, but what is that not logical? Is oh, that yeah, not like what is. we're supposed to do as living beings? So he's co- always making the most logical decision. It's just that it's the most logical for himself. This is one of the first times you see it, like, he doesn't want it to have far-reaching consequences and impact on another person. Yes. And maybe other people outside of it. I don't know how much he really cares. But in that moment, he really cares about Sylvie. <laughs> yes. So, oh, you know what? No, when he takes the L for Thanos, when he dies, he does it for Thor too. So he's capable of doing it for people he loves. Mm-hmm. Very logical, dude. I, I have to give him that. Yeah, and I mean, I guess it calls back to the quote that I read that, like, he's putting on this illusion and perception of pain or whatever. Because, I like, when you were saying that, I was thinking of, like, the example... Mobius gives when he like takes the eye out of the guy in Germany and he's like yeah. why did there was no reason for it to be like that or whatever mm-hmm. but it was logical to put on that show <laughs> like that right. yeah he was putting on a he was putting on a show he was making an, an illusion like a perception uh creating a perception of himself um but yeah I talk like he, he uh he can see like in King I don't want to sort Kang yet because we're going to see so much mm. of him. But I was getting a feeling in that room of all three of them sitting there speaking to each other. And <laughs> and, um, and Kang is like, so, like I'm so excited to see more of him because he's such an, because he exists outside of time and in all times and, and you know, blah, like it's all a circle and he knows everything and he knows nothing and blah, 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 blah. And so what Loki is doing and it's like King's very existence is in manipulation too. I don't think he can no longer not manipulate because whatever he says has to be a lie in some way because he's been everywhere and nowhere. Like, you know, so Loki manages I know his to house. see. I know, I know it too. <laughs> so Loki can see past that like manipulation or whatever you want to call it. He can see right. past it to the, like the, the cold hard truth of it. And he does want to protect the universe. I, I do think some of it is with Sylvie, but I also want to give him credit that I think he's grown enough yeah. that he's like, I don't want to fuck up the universe. Like, you know, and yeah. and I feel like what he was trying to get at with Sylvie is that there could be another way to make sure people have have some sort of free... There's something that we can figure out here, you know? Like, we can... Because right. Kang... I think Kang even says, like, you can be benevolent rulers and you can tell everybody at the TVA what's going on and why we do it and, you know, and, like, figure figure something else out as long as the timeline stays, you know, the, the supreme timeline or whatever. Um, and I think he was like, okay, this is the next step. Like, get Sylvie to not do her thing and then we'll figure right. it out from there or whatever. Um, but, yeah, I, I don't know. Like, this, this, this whole ending is such, like, past... Loki and Sylvie and past the Slytherin, it's such a deep philosophical question too. Like more, more much more than can, and then uh, than Thanos is. Uh, there's not enough resources on the planet, so that means it, it, oh my that God. means instead of no multiplying, multiplying the resources by two, I need to have all the people. Like what? <laughs> yeah, no. This this was like a very deep, in, like in, 
like who decides who gets to live and who gets to die, especially when the reason for that decision is in order to keep everybody alive, you know? So it's like, it's like, it's very deep. And Loki was like, we just need to not do this immediate thing. And then we can, and then we can talk this over and like figure out what's going on and and we'll figure something out that, um, that can, everybody can be happy with. Um, And he, uh, like, this is Slytherin too. Like Sylvie has definitely become his person at this point. And uh, he was fighting her. Like he wasn't pulling, but he was fighting her and he had a knife going at her. Um, And he acknowledges to her that he can't be trusted and that he was in the same place as her and that he wants her to be okay. Like he, uh, he has grown quite a bit. And this is something that I really want to see more of and talk about too, because I was trying to figure out if this Loki is in the same place or has grown past where our Loki was in Endgame. Um, because that I'd Loki say was past fairly, it. I would say past it too, but uh, but I can't know until he it's, interacts with like. I a, know what you mean, and that's yeah, that's true. You can't really say it because they could write something completely fucking stupid. Well, it's and not ruin even just, what I'm gonna say, but I I think that the character development you see with Loki comes um like uh, the Loki that died and what how do we defer between them? Our like 2012 Loki, Loki 2012 Loki, 2012 Loki, okay, and uh, 2012 and Loki. Loki reaches yeah. a level of development that. Um, he only can with time spent fighting alongside his brother. He's and Thor has always been a constant. No, New Loki, Loki is okay. Twenty twelve Loki is the one in the TVA because that's where they take him. My from. bad. I was talking about OG Loki there. Uh, New Loki, TVA Loki, twenty twelve Loki, whatever. Yeah. <laughs> it's motivated by Sylvie. Sylvie's new. Sylvie's also part of him. I think he grew in a way that is kind of how the fuck can you grow like like to the to those levels without, you know, having some good conversations with your hot self. I don't know. I feel like uh, it it opened up some doors for him. That is that very reason is why I'm questioning it, because he's had this growth in basically isolation, like complete isolation. Yes, but you just you always say that you come to understandings of things of like trials and tribulations in your life with debating with yourself. Yes. Okay. And that does lead to growth, Lauren. Yes. No, <laughs> I know. I know that it does. So, but, but I'm saying it's such a contrast because you're right that OG Loki had his growth through his relationship with Thor. And I was trying to puzzle out uh, like 2012 Loki, his growth was in it was literally with himself. He sat in a room and talked to himself mm-hmm. for weeks and weeks is what his growth was, which can be good and very healthy, but it's whether or not it carries over into the external part of like now I'm interacting with Thor right. uh and you know and he didn't have that same growth that our, that original Loki had with with Thor. He didn't have um I think Ragnarok was an incredibly good experience in movie for them. Or yeah, movie, whatever moment for them, and like bonding he grew, experience. He grew in in uh, OG Loki grew it, for Thor though. It was for Thor. Like it wasn't for. Um, I don't think that that Loki wanted to completely stop conquering or ruling something. <laughs> like I don't think he I, lost very much of himself in in the development. Like that. Uh, I don't know. Part of him I, that will put plays on for himself. and I don't know, because I think that that Loki really came to his, like, conclusion of, like, this is what I can be for Asgard. And, like, mm. Thor's going to rule, and I am going to be right here doing that with him. 
And also like the fact that he basically sacrificed himself. I feel like he was at, I feel like he was settled with where he was at. Like, this is what ruling now means for me. Uh, so I don't know. Interesting. I don't know. It's a, it was a very different side of him that we got to see through this show. Um, true. And I, I, I really do feel like it was a deeper growth than we saw in the movies. Now, maybe that's because it was so hyper-focused on him. But just watch Loki in episode one and episode six. It's like a, it, it's night and day. So, and his growth in Ragnarok is pretty quick too. He's well, let yeah. No one say like, that Slytherins can't like adapt very quickly. And oh yeah, very quickly. And I mean, you see like a little tiny bit of it in Dark World because he mm. obviously he uh, instead of betraying Thor, he actually does. Yeah, he helps him out. But I think he does want to be helpful. I do. I think, I think he does. Too. Does he wants yeah. a purpose? If you it's tell right. him. If Thor gives him a glorious purpose in the sense that, like, you are my, like, I don't know, like, we're dual kings or you're, like, like tiny, tiny little one right, step below me. Right, it can't just me. be affection. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Loki would be like, yeah, sweet. Like, this is what I do. This is what I do now. But. Yeah. Poor sweet Thor. <laughs> he does. He's like, I don't know what you want from me. Like, what's going to make It's like, I love you. I cuddle you. I don't know. I don't want your fucking cuddles. <laughs> yeah. I, and I just think that there's a certain kind of um, growth that comes from having those kinds of conversations just with yourself. Honest, honest conversations with no one knows you as well as you know you. Mm-hmm. And really, it's true. Like real and really sorting through your own thoughts and being honest with yourself about who you are. And it's a different kind of growth. I don't know. Yeah, I agree. I'm. I'm. I was just gonna say somebody on Twitter pointed out the other day in our Ragnarok when um when Doctor Strange takes Loki away and the the uh, the business card shows up uh-huh. and Thor pokes it with his umbrella. Somebody was like, you know, Thor thought Loki had turned into a business card and was literally like poking him. <laughs> like, why did you do that? <laughs> I was like, oh my god. <laughs> oh my god. Oh, I'll never see that the same again. <laughs> That's really funny. Ah, uh, Twitter. Anyway, um, I guess we can talk about the rela- or the uh, conversation Loki had with Nat. So yeah, we can go. It, we definitely go. It. Yeah. That's a good, great segue. Uh, yeah. There you have the <laughs> cocky fucking like. It's not even Draco Malfoy type, uh, like stereotypical no, Slytherin. And he's it's so like punchable. He's in a jail oh. cell, and he's like. He's in a jail cell and floating in the air. And he's like, I'm exactly where I want to be. Yeah. <laughs> you're, like, you're like, God damn it. Oh, the smarmy little bastard. So they had to send their best Slytherin in to deal with the <laughs> Slytherin. I mean, real, truly, that's that's pretty much what happened there. Um, I bet you anything he had such a respect for her after that. I, <laughs> I bet you anything. I Yeah. Yeah. I bet so, too. I really do. And, like, and yeah, he must have. And then, Nat, I mean. I'll just not that she would give a fuck at right. all. Right? No, she would not care. <laughs> not give him the time of day. And I um, rem- I guess this was one of my points, but I can forget it. And like Nat, along with Clint, but Clint's got his like fancy arrows or whatever, right? <laughs> Nat's got like guns and like the electric cuffs, and that's it. And she's down there sure. like fighting fucking. A- I'm sure Loki was like, "Look at this bitch go!" Like, yeah, you know, like- <laughs> yeah, true. Real recognizes real. Yeah. Uh, that was such a good, I wish we'd seen more of them because he would just, 
he he's just so goddamn smarmy <laughs> and just so oh it's the snaky slytherin it's that oh i i i love it personally when i see it <laughs> in villains or in any characters really uh, but at that point of course he is the villain and she just man she plays him so goddamn good mm-hmm. and she's just so excellent at at that in in general like she's mm-hmm. such an impressive character you just think back to like i don't is it the avengers or is it the next one where she's tied with her arms to the back of the it's chair? avengers it's when they call her and tell okay. her to go get bruce yeah and she's just on the phone like yeah what's up i'm fighting these bozos and they're like <laughs> what do you mean <laughs> oh so good and and loki just does not see that coming at all you know she like yeah she, yeah she comes in there and she's like what's your plan why are you like you know she why are like, you she like this yeah she's like why are you doing this like you're hurting my feelings and look they're like god yeah making little girls cry is my favorite and he's like you yeah, know he's like easy target <laughs> yeah, finally great like, yeah yeah and he's like you don't even know that my plan's in action like i'm gonna do it and it's <laughs> happening right now and blah 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 and uh and she like it's so like that moment where she like, you know, she had turned away to cry or whatever because he's been screaming at her and like supposedly traumatizing mm-hmm. her. And she like turns back around and she's like, so that's your plan, huh? And just walks away on <laughs> her walkie. Like Loki's yelling after her like, what? What do you mean? Come back. And she's like, <laughs> she's like secure the Hulk. <laughs> I wasn't done being evil. What do you mean? <laughs> and okay, so here is the, the big lesson that, you know, we really want you to take away from this episode is that you can be in the same goddamn house as someone and act completely differently, react to things completely differently, behave totally differently. It's it's the way you handle certain situations and your motivations that really lands you in a house. Um, they could not be more different. Mm-hmm. They could not. They are night and goddamn day. Mm-hmm. And yeah. I think that she could probably understand Loki. I, I think she already did kind of clock him and know what you know yeah. she needed to get out of it. Like 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 I think maybe that they could understand each other but mm-hmm. will they ever like each other no they'd hate each other no she would understand because you know and like here you can almost say too like they both had traumatic childhoods and then this is how loki and it's like and they're different types of traumatic too right like you know well, like loki would be like mine was worse yeah, right? <laughs> yeah you know you grew up in a palace and yeah and he's like but yeah but i wasn't i was fucking trafficked my, but my yeah. daddy lied to me <laughs> yeah exactly but um but you know like they both uh obviously were affected by their childhoods and blah 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 and they reacted very differently um but also there are points where they intersect the way that natasha got away from her life loki would have been like yep absolutely (laughs) yeah you did what what absolutely you did what needed to be done you know so like it is that they uh that they can act very differently, but that they would understand each other and that they're yeah. acting for the same. Well, this is why, like you said, he hates Steve. <laughs> yeah. He gets it. He just hates what he's doing with it. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. Yeah. You don't see him impersonating that. Yeah. Yeah. No, no. Yeah, exactly. And that's what's so funny, too, that you kept saying, like, Loki would, uh, would uh, you know, hold Nat in high regard. I think that one's true. And then I think opposite, Nat would be like, why the fuck is Loki doing this? <laughs> with the way that he, like, you know, like, why is he acting like this? I had yeah. said all the way back to Sylvie that um, that when we knew we were going to do these three, I was like, they are all self-involved in some way. Uh, mm-hmm. Loki is the most obviously obvious. Uh, and then it said Sylvie is about protecting herself. And uh, here's Nat. Nat needs to prove herself to herself. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that is how she is self-involved. She needs to prove herself to herself. And, and 
she's got a lot of reasons for the why that needs to happen and why she will never do it. <laughs> she will never be good enough for herself. Can you believe that, first of all, I, I have, okay, I love Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Joss Whedon can fucking go fuck himself, though, okay? Like, like beyond the scope of just You that. just keep going into the stuff you're most mad about first. Oh, like, we're my. We're talk about this first. <laughs> Well, you led me into it. it. Go for it. Go for it. She says to Bruce, okay, um, uh, not having kids or whatever, not being able to have children, um, it helps with the killing people. And do you think you're the only monster here? Like, you still think you're the only monster here? What the fuck? All right, look, I'm going to take it the way I take the Russo brothers fucking things up. Mm -hmm. And and I'm going to, I'm going to just, like, I'm, I hate the argument of, like, it's just bad writing. So it's not something they would do or say. Nat would say that. Mm-hmm. And that drives me insane that she actually <laughs> thinks of herself as a monster for something not even close to being her fault. But she actually does. She just beats her own ass over everything. But with a stoic face, like you'll never see it. You'll <laughs> never mm-hmm. see that she's beating her own ass. Mm-hmm. And it's over things that she had no control over. And mm-hmm. it's such a it, this is what she does. Mm hmm. So, no, she's never going to prove to herself that she's a good person. She never was going to live. Had she lived, she never would have gotten there. I, I really, I don't think she was ever going to well, give she, herself a break. I mean, I'll go into it, but that's the reason that she died. So, like, true. part of it. Yeah. So, yeah. It's true. But, uh, yeah, I will. Um, yeah, I have that monster thing on here. It's, uh, yeah, she's, she, I told Rachel last night, what did I say? The only reason that I can get around it and, like, be okay with it is, uh, I can't remember what I said. Uh. That she um, that she needs to. She remember. needs to. She yeah, to. that she like connects with him in that way. Yeah, the, and uh, she's just like realizes she's the only person that can do it, so she does it. Like you Correct. know, like that's it. Yeah, yeah, and, yeah. And and so that's she. The role they fucking give her though. Yeah, it's I know. it's ridiculous. It's ridiculous. I know. That never should have been a storyline. I'm very I'm not sorry. even going to go into like why the only woman on the Avengers was the one who had to calm down the fucking beast or whatever. Goddamn ridiculous. <laughs> But you know what? Marvel did, uh, they did good with Black Widow. Yes. I liked Black Widow. There I were a lot of Black topics Widow. that were. Uh, upcoming that... spoilers for Black Widow. Sorry. We didn't yeah. And Loki. It. Yeah. <laughs> now, that now that you've heard of all. I feel like people are more likely to have finished Loki than they would have been to have seen. Uh, and you know what? It, didn't it make like 80 million already? It made. Uh, I Probably think it was way 80, more now. It was like 80 million in theaters and then 60 million in streaming and like 70 million international. So like. Wonderful. Yeah. 240 total. But, but, but they did. Uh, listen. They touched on a lot of topics that, like, as women, are very important to us. Obviously, reproductive rights. Um, very clearly, also, Elena did it so well. She I, did. I felt like that was redemption for me. Like, you know, like that yeah. bullshit shouldn't. She have took been it in, back. Yeah, she, she did. She, she, and and I was so happy that Natasha responded the way that she did instead of yeah. being all like, you know. Emo it wasn't about, like, like you are the fucking yeah. reason this happened to me. Like she turned it into a joke for herself. Only you are allowed to do that if you're a victim of something, by the way. Right. So, so yeah, no, I love that she did that. And yeah. it's, they, they talk, they, this is all human trafficking. Right. So these are like really big yeah. fucking crazy some, topics yeah. that are so important. Yeah. There's some like super, the line that really got me is, I don't remember the evil guy's name. Uh, Dr- <laughs> evil Russian Dr- guy. Dr- Dra- 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 Drakov. <laughs> Drakeoff? Drakeoff. 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 Drakeoff sounds right. We're going to call him Drakeoff. Uh, uh, he, when he's like, you know, doing his evil villain monologue or whatever, and he's like, so uh, so I took advantage of the most valuable resource in the world. And I was like, what? 
Yeah. <laughs> You're right, but also fuck you, you Yeah, you motherfucker. You, yeah. Yeah. Um so they I just like props to them for this one. I yeah. I really I, I enjoyed it. it. Uh, Even the villain of the whole big bad, like it's all redemption. Like it's not she doesn't end up dying. Like you know, it's uh, even Ooh. that, goddamn! Ooh. Like Task, it, it was so taskmaster controversy. What a man did to his own daughter. Yeah, you know, like just yeah. the topics that were touched on here. Yeah. Uh, very, very important. And I'm just, it was a pleasure to watch and to um, see them actually go through with. Like there was no, they didn't hold back any goddamn punches with that intro when they're being taken. Mm-hmm. That. I like I cried so goddamn much when it first opened up. And then I'm like laughing 30 minutes later when they're having the family dinner. <laughs> they killed me. Um, but just what a good movie. So if you didn't like it, I guess fuck off. Leave I don't know. The podcast. Because <laughs> yeah, it was so good. We don't want any constructive criticism on the movie. I'll hear here. some shit about Marvel movies, okay? There are a couple that people like really, really love that I'm like, it was no. Not this one. You're not gonna do that with me. <laughs> All right, let's uh let's get into Natasha. Um so she uh right off the bat is stupid loyal. She's the most loyal out of all of them to people that she considers her family. Uh yeah. most of my because I considered her like uh, her fake in quotation marks family separate. Uh but biggest one is Clint. Like um Okay, yep. Yeah, when uh in um Civil War, when uh she uh, she's on the opposite side of Clint. Clint's on a Captain America side. She's on Tony's side. Yeah. Uh, they're fighting each other in the airport. And she's like, still friends? And he's like, yeah, of course. I'll see you at dinner. <laughs> like, it doesn't mean anything to them. They're like, whatever. Right. You know, like, it's no hard feelings. Oh, I love that. Yeah. She, uh, when, uh, when Loki brainwashes Clint, it's like, it's Natasha. It's Natasha's thing that she's going to save Clint. Like, mm-hmm. you know, none of the ad- other Avengers know him. That's, or, yeah, that's her circle. Him. Yeah. Yeah. She's going to save Clint. Like, she's going to save yeah. Clint from Loki. Uh, and, uh, and like, and we saw the reason for this in Black Widow, the Budapest right. thing was Clint helping her leave her old life. Like he was the one who, I just thought it was such a cute, you know what? We're going to, we're going to listen. Clint in the MCU is not the greatest, but Clint is also not Jeremy Renner. And I feel like that has been conflated to a point where people are like, I hate Clint. And there's no reason to hate Clint that I see. He's just like a, they haven't made him a super great character, which I'm, hoping, meme. which I'm I'll hoping. I'll never forgive the I know. Japanese. I know. <laughs> which I, I'm hoping that the show will do because comic Clint is an awesome character. Like right. he's, he's deaf and he has a dog and he trains a, a woman to take up the mantle for him. So I'm hoping the show will do that. Listen, but, uh, but there, there. I see you, little Marvel stands out there, <laughs> Wanda and your icon with uh, all, all of them, all of them with your little icons on Twitter and Tumblr and everywhere that you are. Um, they've all fucked up. <laughs> okay, I know, they've but that's pretty fucky Clint, shit. Clint hasn't even done anything. His <laughs> shitty, awful, stupid actor is the one that is making people. Yeah, you got to be able to separate that, my, my uh, dudes. Yeah, but anyway, but so yeah, but um. But Natasha loves Clint. And I thought it was so cute when they were in her apartment and uh, Elena's like, what are these holes in the wall? And Natasha was like, they're arrowhead. I was like, aw. <laughs> like, you know, they had a yeah. fight here. Or when they like hid in the vents or whatever. And she's like, Clint and I hid out here for like four days and they had like the tic-tac-toe on the wall and all right. that. I was like, aw. Uh, I thought it was very cute. Um, yeah. But yeah. She, and she, 
she not only loves Clint, she feels like she owes him for that. And she's mm. extremely close to Clint's family. They named their baby yep. after Nat. Like, yeah. his name is Nathaniel. And so it's, uh, and you know, and Nat jokes with them, like, oh, you're going to name it after me. And they do. <laughs> like, you know, yeah. Clint is her people. She's very close to him. And Yelena, and she will too. do anything for it. Well, yes, that's coming up. But we didn't know about Yelena. <laughs> Throughout the movies, it was Clint. Like, Clint is, Clint is Of it. course. Yeah, Clint is who she um, is here for. I wouldn't say all of the Avengers are. I'm sorry. And as much as they tried to make Bruce it, it doesn't fit. So. Yeah, and I... <laughs> And it's like the same thing. This happened in the movie where she's like, I have to go back to my other family. And it's like the same kind of thing with Steve where it's like um, where somebody tells a Slytherin this should be your family. And you're like, OK, so, mm-hmm. so, you're, like, mm-hmm. so you're like, I feel like uh, like uh, uh, we can talk about Natasha's relationship to Steve. I think she was closest to Steve on the Avengers. Obviously, yes. we see in. um in Civil War and in uh, Winter Soldier, she does missions with him. And also Steve is another Slytherin. And it's another, it's a Slytherin that Natasha relates extremely hard to because Steve, for whatever reason, thinks he's making up for shit. So Natasha is like, mm. I don't really buy this, but like, same boat. So they like go. Oh, yeah. So they're, uh, so they're like the exact same. She's teasing him about never having been kissed. And like, you know, it's it's, <laughs> it's, it's an extremely sibling-like relationship where they uh, know exactly where the other is coming from. Yeah. They relate very hard. Uh, yeah. Uh, but she is like the one I would say is closest to her, her family. I think it's more like she feels duty to the, you, you know, I feel like Natasha's whole life is, is, is duty. This is what I must do in order to... Uh, to prove to myself that I am good (laughs) shut up but you know but so she's like I'm on the Avengers and uh and that means that they need to stick together um but so she uh fine we're talking about people I'll fucking go to Yelena Yelena's her person she (laughs) uh she uh she will do any she is fiercely protective of Yelena when she's a how old is she eight when they get taken away something like that Yelena's six Yelena's six so she's yeah like eight or nine probably um, I, 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 she's probably like ten or something. I think whatever. She, there's more of an age gap. She pulled a gun on all those men because they tried to grab her six year old yep. little sister. Like she's fiercely protective of Yelena, and then you see it in like their adult life. Obviously, she like comes back out of nowhere and hasn't known what's been going on, but she immediately takes that up again that she's here to protect Yelena or whatever. Um, and uh, they do have that conversation where Yelena was like you never came back for me or you never wondered what happened to me or whatever. Uh, and Natasha straight up is like, it's very Slytherin too. She's like, I thought you were better off without me. And Yelena's mm-hmm. like, I think Yelena like, insa- like you didn't check. Like you could have checked and then, you know, left me alone or whatever. And here's the thing with Natasha. She's going to tell herself that Yelena's better off without her, whether or not she is. And then if she never checks on it, she'll never know. So it'll never yeah. be, it'll never be, she'll never know that Yelena is better without her and she'll never know that Yelena is suffering and it's going to be her fault. So. I feel like Sylvie would pull some shit like that. Mm-hmm. But yeah, if she had a little sister, I could see that. Yeah. There's a, there. those two, those two are pretty similar. Yeah. They're, they're much closer on the scale than yeah. either <laughs> one of them. Loki's uh, an extremist Slytherin. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, and then she has, like, a very complicated relationship with her, like, fake Russian family and with yeah. the Avengers or whatever, uh, with the with her, her Russian made-up family. Um, yeah, she's not here for the bullshit. Oh, yeah. And she when they're sitting all at the dinner table, she, uh, like, here's the thing. I was, um, Rachel and I were talking about this last night, too. 
when she was like, none of it was real to me. And like Yelena is really hurt by that because she was six and it was very real to her. Uh, And then Natasha comes back later and is like, actually, it was real to me. But I have to keep saying that it's not real to me uh, because logically Natasha was old enough to understand that this was all fake and that they were on a mission and like this is what was happening and and none of it was real. And this is not my mom and this is not my dad and this is not my sister. But her heart uh, fell for it. (laughs) She she loved Yelena and she saw – I forget that. Melina and um, the Red Guardian as her parents. Right. So so she's pissed at herself. And it's why she needs to say, none of it was real to me because she's trying to convince herself because logically she knows none of it was actually real. But her heart's like, you love these people. And she's like, they don't love me. It's all fake. Like, shut up. You know? Right. Uh, and then with the Avengers, we already talked a little bit about the Avengers. I also think it's a little bit that she doesn't think she deserves to be a hero. So she's like, I'm not part of the Avengers family. I'm just like here. She just does I the can, pose. Yeah, I just do the pose and I and I'm like <laughs> good at doing some things, but like, you know, uh I'm not real I'm not really I'm not really meant to be here like Steve is, or you know, like I'm I'm just uh I'm just part of the here to ha- that way. Here to be useful. Yeah, right. And and like and with both these families, she tries to reject them so that they can't hurt her when they uh it's it's very Dean Winchester, but she's not a Gryffindor. It's it's just that she cares so much about these people that she can't let them realize what she actually is or leave her first. Like she just has to deny, 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 deny that she cares about them and then that way it's like a protection or whatever. Um, very Sam going to Stanford and pretending. Yes, there you go. <laughs> pretending that they're not out there killing fucking werewolves and vampires while he's Slytherin. taking law classes. Yeah, and then also here's the Slytherin. Dean Winchester shows up and is like, "Dad's been on a hunting trip. He's been home a few days." Uh, like you're unable to 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 play out this con. Like you cannot con yourself right. forever. It's not possible. So she like ultimately ends the movie feeling responsible for fixing both these families, <laughs> you know, yeah. like she gets the, uh, she gets all her Russian family together. And then she's like, now I'm off to, to save the <laughs> Avengers. Cause they've <laughs> fucked up, but you know, um, we can't keep it up forever. That's uh, why old Loki fucking caused the Nexus event by going back to Thor. <laughs> he was oh like, my God. <laughs> tried to convince himself for years and years and eons that he didn't need Thor. And you know what? He did. Ah, uh, so, Slytherins, you guys need your siblings, huh? Shut up. Yeah, that's what we love. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's why you should never love anybody. That's the lesson. Oh, um, man, I'm seeing a lot of, of sibling Slytherin stuff going on here. And I'm bringing it back to Sammy, too. Interesting. Interesting. Insight. <laughs> uh, I uh, I talked to Rachel um, about this line that she has um, in the movie. So she she's... So, like, again, there's three separate ways that this has been shown. Loki has, like, this vague endgame that he's, like, whatever one fits the bill is the one that's fine with me. Sylvie's got this very long, I will not move from this. Like, it's Mm going to take a while to get there, but I'm going to go. And Natasha has a series of very short, it's, like, missions. And they're purely to keep her mind distracted and occupied. She's, like, mission, 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 like, you know, she joined S.H.I.E.L.D. and she's, like, doing this thing for S.H.I.E.L.D. I'm like, good thing, good thing, good thing. Like, it's, it's endgame after endgame. Like, she does not stop. She cannot stop. That's what she's doing. That She's purposely doing this. And, again, when she's, like, sitting down and eating with Yelena and they're talking and Yelena, uh, like, gets on the subject of boys or whatever and she's like, you know, what's your type? And Natasha's literally like, I've never let myself stop long enough to think about it. <laughs> and she, like, she's seriously like that. She will not let herself examine herself 
And again, it's like Loki and Sylvie, but in a different way. Loki just completely ignores it. And then Sylvie <laughs> pretends that it's not like, you know, she's like, I, I, this isn't important to what I'm trying to do. So it, it doesn't matter until it, until she's done what she needs to do. And then all of a sudden it's all that matters. And, and, and Natasha is like, I know it's there and it's chasing me and I'm not going to stop. I will never stop. I'm just going to keep going. I'm never going to examine myself, uh, even though it's always there, like in the back of her brain. Guys are so interesting. We are. We're fascinating. Should be best friends with all of us. Uh, You're such weirdos. I love mm-hmm. it. Like my brain works so differently than all of that. Everything you just I said, can't all comprehend. of that. I can't comprehend. I can't Jeez. comprehend you. We were talking about this last night, and I'm like, Lauren, like, I can't. She's like, I fully understand how they're talking to themselves, and like, she's like, I talk to myself. I'm like, yeah, me too, but it's just me agreeing with myself. I'm not debating. <laughs> What I always know like, you with have me. to fight yourself, or otherwise, how <laughs> you think one thing and how? then you think the opposite thing, and then you debate. But no, that doesn't make any goddamn <laughs> sense. You have to have an, an a core opinion on a on a, on something. Okay, let's say uh, blue is the best color. Okay, okay, you think blue is such a great color. Now, me uh, in my brain, I like green more. So fuck blue. Um, green is the best. Right, Rachel? Yeah, no, green's totally <laughs> the best one. Like, that's how it would work for me. For you, you're like, ah, oh, let me examine the benefits of blue and green. Why? Yeah, because then maybe I'll like green better. Why do you want to change? <laughs> that doesn't make any sense. Oh, growth. Ugh. Just pick something. Pick a goddamn lane. Stick to it. Like, you don't always need... To do that. If you never think about the benefits of the thing that you refuse to look at, how can you be better? You make no goddamn sense. Okay. Whatever. <laughs> None. I said, I said earlier. Continue. I said earlier that she was self-oriented and she's protecting herself, uh, but she's also proving herself to herself. She's got that line. She's like, I've got red on my ledger and I've got to wipe it clean. That's literally Natasha's life. She... Uh, she did the bad things, and now she has to do all of the good things, and she will never do enough good things in order to make up for the bad things. Yeah, That's just I'm her life. You, she's never. She's, she, she's, had she lived, she never would have gotten there. She, I, and here, here's what we talk about. So, and Rachel mentioned this earlier. The bad things that she did were not on her. She nope. uh, was stolen as a child and, you know, traumatized and abused and manipulated and, Maybe she didn't have the, Yelena says it, like she didn't have the gas, but she was, uh, she was trained and she was groomed, you know, like this is, she was, uh, she was emotionally and mentally manipulated. Like she did these things not because she wanted to, but because she had to. So like the things that she did for the Red Room were not her fault, but she still takes all of the responsibility for them. And she repents by joining S.H.I.E.L.D. and by joining the Avengers. And I've got to do all these good things. And then here's where Natasha gets super interesting, right? The one thing that she had control over that got her away from Dracoff in the Red Room is, is to her the worst thing. And I think it's because she had that she actually recognizes that it was a choice. Uh, I, I can't with Natasha either because she actually <laughs> does she actually does know that some of it wasn't her choice, but it doesn't matter. She gets punished for all of it. But she gets punished the most for the one that was her choice, uh, which was killing killing Dracov's little girl. She's like she learns she she learns the same lesson at the end of that that Bucky has to learn too. 
They're very similar here. Yeah. Yeah. She has to confront Yeah, except, yeah, 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 yeah. But no, but that's what, like, Natasha refuses to differentiate in what she did in order to earn punishment, but she does differentiate in the fact that this was when I was brainwashed, if that's what you want to call it, and this I did of my own violation. She differentiates, but she's still, it all gets spinning in this fucking pot of I'm the worst. I'm... Yeah, no, 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 it does, it does, it does, but she, but she does recognize it enough to put so much more, like, punishment and, you know, and, like, guilt on the thing that she chose to do or whatever. So, Dracoff's, she kills, she bombs the little girl. She knows she's in there, she sees her, and and she, and she bombs in order to stop the Red Room and to kill Dracoff. And it's, like, and it's one of those things where it's, like, it's not only Natasha getting away from that life, and it's a thing for herself. She thought she freed all of these other black widows all around the world, right? Right. So uh, then Yelena shows up and she's like, you didn't do that. And she immediately has to go make sure that it gets done because that's what she was supposed to do. And there's a difference between her and Steve. Steve wouldn't have done it. I thought... I thought it was so fascinating that Yelena was like, I was waiting to see in the news that yep. the Captain America and the Black Widow and the Avengers took down the Red Room. And I was like, ooh, why should she call out Steve? I guess he's like the mo- the one with the most face, but the writers know, <laughs> you know? We were all kind of waiting for Steve, yeah. I guess, to stop things that happened. You know, and he didn't. In the past that yeah. he lived through. <laughs> yeah, you know. Well. You're, you're right. And however, again, Gonna pretend Hannah's here listening to us. However, Erica, out of character you want to say it is, it still happened. So Right. We have to work around that argument. Yes. <laughs> we gotta. Canon is canon. All right, what are you gonna do? I have to think if Natasha had known about it and asked Steve, he would have helped, but you're right in that I don't. It is it is. Well, no, and here's the thing too, because it was personal to Natasha. So if somebody had come back. I guess they fucking did, didn't they? Clint yeah. came back from Vormir and was like, Red Skull's still alive. And Steve was like, that sucks. <laughs> like, <I've> yes. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. Oh, that's. Anyway, we're going to just move past that. Yeah, <laughs> let's. Hannah, leave it all in. <laughs> um, so, yeah. She, uh. So, yeah, with, um, with Dracov's daughter. So, she is Taxmaster. Taskmaster. So uh, Nat learns that and immediately is, is like, can she hear me? If I apologize, will she hear me? And Draco's like, he's like, you know, he's doing his whole villain thing. But she feels the need to directly apologize and to directly repent. Uh, and then uh, Rachel and I talked about this too. She lets, I don't remember her name. I'm going to just keep telling her Taskmaster. Antonia? Antonia, that's right. Antonia. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She lets Antonia beat her ass. She's like, yep. you deserve this. Like, I deserve this. Like, you deserve to beat my ass and I deserve punishment. But I'm not going to let you kill me. And that's very Slytherin. You yep. Know? Like, I'm not going to die uh, because <laughs> I am in Did important. I fuck up? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Will I die for it? No. <laughs> right. No, you can beat my ass as much as you want. But when, like, the guns come out and the knives come out, I'm not going to let you kill me. Uh, she's, she's so Slytherin in such a different way from Loki. Uh... In Civil War, so this is super interesting too. In Civil War, she starts on Tony's side. And this actually made me think more about why she started on Tony's side, this movie. Because Tony was for the Accords, right? Uh, and, uh, you know, 
Nat in Civil War is like, yeah, I think we need some monitoring and I think we need some control. And you take it off the fact that she was at the mission where Wanda uh, blew up the building and she felt guilty for it or whatever. But when you take into account this movie and thinking about how Natasha's like, repentance, 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 it's like, yeah, of course she wants a governing body to be in control. <laughs> like, that's the first thing she's going to think. She's going to be like, yeah, I should be on Tony's side. Um, but she does switch to Steve's side. And the reason that she switches is literally because she, uh, you know, she gets to Steve and Bucky and she again connects with Steve and sees that Bucky is a person for him and he's not going to stop doing what she, and she literally is like, are you going to stop? And Steve is like, no. And she's like, I see that and I believe you and more people are going to die. So I'm going to help you out because you're being stubborn and I know what that looks like. (laughs) And uh, so... I'm just going to let you go. Yeah, T'Challa shows up and he's like, you fucking let them leave. And she's like, yeah, man, they weren't going to stop. Like, why? (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. Fucking Slytherin. Mm Mm-hmm. I know, I'm sorry. Why is there so many of you in the MCU? I wish I knew. Because we're the most interesting. Sure. Uh, Yep. Yeah. That's why Thor's your favorite, right? (laughs) Yeah. Uh, I can't wait to do Carol. I love Carol. Mm. She seems interesting. Uh, oh my god, where are my notes? Oh yeah, oh, <laughs> sorry, I'm reading them out of order because I'm trying to like not just spew everything out, I'm trying to actually have a Spew it, conversation. that's fine. Well, I'm not going to say it, like I want things to lead to another thing. Uh, there's an awesome line from Lena uh, when Nat is having the conversation with her in the cottage and she's like, how did you keep your heart? Uh, yes. And um, and the thing that she had taught her was that pain makes – Nat's answer is pain makes you stronger. So literally her answer was like, I keep hurting myself yeah. <laughs> in, order to, in order to continue to be good, you know? Like, the punishment I deserve <laughs> keeps my heart beating. Crazy. Uh, she's extremely ambitious in her missions. Like you talked about earlier, she's fucking on the phone where she's beating those guys' asses. Yeah. Like she, uh, she's just like, okay, here's the thing, or I'm going to do it. And she sees them all the way through no matter the cost. Like uh, in the Red Room, she went back like to get the file of all the girls that are all over the world or whatever and the whole ship's blowing up and she's like, I'm going to see this all the way through. Like, doesn't matter what happens. I want to finish it. Uh, The Red Guardian says this, but we also knew this. She is the best spy and the best double agent. And to be good at those things, it's all about perception and, and how people see you or don't see you ever. And, you know, like being able to manipulate. That's the stuff you need to do. Uh, her plan. That's so interesting that Loki does that physically while she does it mentally. Yeah. Ooh. Interesting. Yeah, her plan in Black Widow was the very sneaky, sneaky Slytherin. Like, you know, she just she just was able to read people in there. And even when Drakov figured out what was going on pretty much right away, totally unfazed, she yeah. was like, uh, this is still right on track. When she's fucking laughing at him because she's like, I can't smell you anymore, and like slams her head into the this desk. Is, yeah. <laughs> This is something I brought up to Lauren, too. The way she does not absolutely freak out mm-hmm. in moments that she has every right to just completely break down and freak out. Stone face. Mm-hmm. Until she can't hold back her laughter at how stupid the other person is. <laughs> That's the only emotion you get from her. The the smirk and the smile and the laughter of just like, you're so dumb. Yeah. You're so stupid. Before she slams her face. <laughs> Before and she does. beats yeah. the shit out of you. Yeah. Oh, yeah. she's great. Yeah. When she snapped her nose back into place, she's like all in the day's work. And I'm like, ah, <laughs> she's you know, like totally unfazed. Um, 
Yeah, I I've reached I've reached Vormir. I've reached the end. I I know I know this was another point in the MCU where people were upset, and it's partly because everybody hates Clint. And they're like, Clint should have died, and you know whatever. It's your biases. Um, she would never have let it. She, mm, that was never going to go that way. It was. It was so in character. The way that she did it and what she said. It's yeah. so she so the whole deal with Vormir is that you have to sacrifice a person that you care about. Um, Clint and Natasha both. I think this is also like very clear proof that they're that she he is her person. They mm-hmm. care about each other enough for the Soul Stone to show up if one of them dies or whatever. Um, so so here's where Natasha's at. She was not snapped. She sat around for five years, unable to do anything. She's like sitting in the in the compound, waiting for Tony to get back, eating a peanut butter sandwich. Steve's going to fucking therapy in Bronx, you know. Like, hey, she's Queens. <laughs> queens always at Queens. She has been like unable to do anything. This like constant need. So she's been sitting with her thoughts and also with her failure, right? Like, obviously, not stopping Thanos yeah. was was on not total I don't think that she's taken on the entire thing but she's like no. I could have done something <laughs> yep. you know like you know so she's been sitting there for 5 years and then um they come up with a plan and she's like thank god something to do that I can do that we she's can finally do. useful yes and she needs like, to be useful yes, I need she needs a mission she needs something so they get to Vormir and Red Skull's like this is is what's up and uh they have this whole conversation where she and she's like, obviously, it can't be you. You have a family. You have a family that loves you. Like, I don't have. A, and this is so sad, too, that she obviously had this whole thing with Yelena that we didn't know about at the time. And she, again, is probably circling back to Yelena is better off without me. That, that so, ha- she has to be. Yeah. So she so she's like, Clint has a family and she doesn't say a word about it. And. And the way that she does it, too, um, I didn't actually go back and rewatch, so I may not be remembering exactly right. But I feel like they both did like a, okay, so you're going to do it. And then they definitely yes. had a scuffle. Yeah. Yeah, but they did. From, from from Natasha's end, this is what she was doing more than just like trickery or whatever. Um, if she let Clint fight for it and then he ultimately lost, but he fought to try to have her not to do it. I think she felt like that would take some guilt away from him. She hoped. I th- I think instead of instead of him being like, yeah, sure, you go off the cliff, and she just goes off, and then he would have to mm-hmm. live with that. If she's like, if I make him fight me for it, but then obviously I will still win, mm-hmm. he should feel less guilt because I made it very clear that there was nothing that he could have done. I was going of off course, the cliff. He was always going to hate yeah. himself for it. Though. Well, yeah, but she was trying to mitigate that. And like, she literally pulls him back. I think he went over and she pulled yeah. him off and then went over. So, so she was trying to mitigate that as much as she could, which is very slither. And you like, you try to lessen the hurt in your people. Um, well, I but, also think it's very slithering also to make that decision in the first place. She oh, was yeah. like, absolutely not. You're not, Trading your life for mine, it's not happening. Oh, yeah. And well, it's not even, she knows better. That's right. That's, that's a Slytherin thing. Yeah. Sure. And like you have said multiple times in this episode that she never would have considered herself good, even if she had lived past Vormir. I truly think that knowing that was part of the reason where she was like, this is where my story ends. Because she was like, I'm never going to be good enough. I'm never going to redeem myself to myself. So why don't I do this one last really big 
good thing yeah. for, for the world. I love. Yeah, for, and for yeah, yeah, of course. Yeah, and so she and so she she went off. And yeah, I will never forgive that. that she didn't get a fucking funeral and that Clint came back and was like Nat's dead and everybody was like that's kind of sad and then we moved on with our lives. I know we had Thanos to still fight, but fuck you Russo brothers. Yeah, but the like, funeral was the point where they could have rectified that and they didn't. It's true. Yelena's gonna up so Yelena's gonna much. rectify that shit. Now, She's Clint, gonna incorrectly it's, it's, go after Clint because because Clint dead. went with her the first time for that first big mission with Drakov's daughter and everything. He knows about Yelena, right? I he or, wouldn't. I don't know if we're told. Do you think he knows about her? I if anybody knows, he does. He must know she's coming after him. <laughs> <laughs> you think he's waiting for it? Yeah, I think there'll be a scene where he's like, oh, I was waiting for you to <laughs> You know? Uh, I, I loved her. I loved Elena. You know, I read a review where someone was like, um, d- hardcore Black Widow fans are going to be so upset because it's kind of an ensemble cast there. I mean, it's uh, not, it, it's focused on Elena too. The parents right. are a big thing, whatever. Elena was amazing. Florence. Pugh I don't, I haven't seen any of that. Mm-hmm. I think everyone loved the cast and the characters. I think it was great. Yeah. I just saw somebody freaking out because IMDb has Yelena down for all eight episodes of Hawkeye. They were like, oh, oh yeah. yeah. Yep. I'm going to sort the shit out of her. Mm-hmm. I was just thinking that because we actually, I don't, Hawkeye's coming out in the fall. I don't know. They need to give us fucking dates. I have so we can no make, idea. <laughs> so we can make space because our, our year is fairly full. And we're never taking a break. <laughs> We're doing this forever. <laughs> anyway. I love that episode. possibly have more notes. No, I'm done. But, uh, <laughs> I was going to say. That, I, loved, I loved doing that. This is probably the only, I don't know if it's the only time we'll have a, we might have an all Gryffindor. This was happenstance. We did not do it on purpose. Like, we needed to talk about all of these characters. They came out at the same time. <laughs> yeah, that's why. We needed to talk about all of these characters, and we didn't have enough time in the schedule to do you know, uh, two episodes. Um, so it was happenstance and they're from the same franchise. It's not like we're shoving together, you know, gossip girl and new girl, <laughs> but, um, Oh God, but, <laughs> but you know, yeah. But, um, so I don't know if we'll ever have an all of the same house episode. I hope we do. Cause this was super interesting. Although if that, we also got extremely lucky that these were all three very different Slytherins. If we had yeah. all of like the same type of house, it wouldn't have been as fun. Um, and y'all probably would have been bored. I would have been bored. I would have been like, this is why we have, (laughs) this is why like my brain got the idea for a scale to begin with, because I was, I was looking at, I mean, I look through the lens of a Gryffindor always. I'm always like analyzing the Gryffindors first because I'm extremely self-centered too. Um, but I'm looking at like Edward Cullen, (laughs) Tony Stark. Right. And I'm like, they're both Gryffindors. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, come on. And they're all Gryffindors, but you have to be able to to know that people are fucking different, okay? Mm-hmm. So just because you're courageous and brave, you don't get shoved in Gryffindor. Look at everyone we talked about today. Even Loki's brave, too. Mm-hmm. Okay, so it's just so interesting when you have characters that are the same house, but so different. Well, I'm just... I was just so pleasant. I was just so thrilled by both of these pieces of media. Okay. I really liked Loki um, and I loved Black Widow. I think of all the shows that they put out, I liked Loki the most. And uh, a lot of the standalone movies that we've seen, like backstories of characters, 
I really like Natasha's movie. I, I think I like it the best. I do. Bold statement, but I, I feel that way. I love. I just loved it. That's how I feel. Everyone has a favorite. It's true. You really like it, but maybe Iron Man. <laughs> Put them next to each other. But then she's in the second one. She is. Or the first one? No. Shit. I gotta do a rewatch. Again. And skip Endgame. <laughs> anyway. Oh, it's such trash. Anyway. It's so bad. Anyway. Very excited to do the All Slytherin episode. Very excited that they were my people. And I got to go on and on and on. Well, Rachel sat here and listened to me go on and on and on. <laughs> no, it was great. Because I because Lauren came, of course, she's the, she's the Slytherin. So... I wanted to hear from the expert. Oh, thank you. You know, I, you. I, like I said, I can't get into that mind. Okay. <laughs> I can't like. I can't get out of it. So there you go. Exactly. Um, I can't trust. You can't be trusted. <laughs> yeah. Next time, Jen from Community Rewatch is joining us to talk about Mythic Quest. We're doing Ion and Poppy. And is that it? Or are we adding... Let's do Brad. Let's do Brad. You don't want to do uh I want Brad. The assistant. I want Brad. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Jen. It's first you're hearing of it. We're all doing love Brad. Brad. <laughs> uh yes. We we need more of Brad, actually. So we should do Brad. Uh and um we guested on Jen's show called Community Rewatch. Um it came out yesterday, so it will have come out a week ago when this drops. So go check it out. Community Rewatch Pod. I think is is the full name of her show. Uh, it's at com c o m m rewatch pod. Is the Twitter handle? I'm I'm making all this up. You can find it. I have faith in you. <laughs> we retweet her all the time. Um, it's com rewatch pod. Yeah. Okay. Cool. I was right. It's uh, just the community rewatch podcast. It's a long name. That's why Lauren's tripping up on it. Yeah. She'll beat herself up for it later. Slytherin. <laughs> we've learned. Yes, but uh, so she's gonna be on talk about Mythic Quest. We're very excited to talk about Mythic Quest. I've rewatched it several times and I'm going to rewatch it for this uh, because, um, but yeah, (laughs) but you can listen to our episode on uh, the community rewatch pod because uh, Rachel basically, I do everything but say the name of the house that, oh, it was so hard guys. Yeah, but you can listen to it. And from what we say, try to guess what we're going to put them in. Maybe we'll like do a little (laughs) poll. I don't know. Uh, we keep promising to do polls, like letting you pick the shows, and then we're like, "This is our show." So <laughs> we're both a little bit of control freaks. Yeah, so, we will. Uh, we will do that eventually when uh, when we run out of ideas, or we're like, "No, we need." We need we we're need never going to run out. We're never going to run out of ideas, we and we're people, never going to do it. So don't look people, forward to that. Oh my god! Anyway, uh, rate us five stars after we've just told you you have no part in this podcast. <laughs> hey, uh, it's free. It's you true. It is free. Um, we're entertaining. Uh, Listen to us on Apple Podcasts and Spotify and join us next time. See ya. Bye. Thank you for listening to Sort of Brilliant. If our sorting choices inspired any rage or excitement, we'd love to hear from you. We're open to feedback, suggestions for characters to sort, and solid counter arguments with citations. Never forget your citations. You can find us hanging out on Twitter and Instagram at SOB underscore pod or shoot us an email at sortofbrilliant at gmail.com. And since we're not above begging, please rate and subscribe to Sort of Brilliant on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and wherever else you listen to podcasts. Please share our posts on social media. And if you're a Gryffindor, maybe you'll inspire sorting fights among your own friend group. The theme music is Hot Shot by Scott Holmes. 
Can't wait to sort with you again next time. Bye!